Hello there, wrestling fans. Welcome to Dudes at Ringside Podcast. Oh, Lance, do you notice anything different? I, yeah, it seems a little different. What's going on here? I don't get it. Huh? Huh? Oh! oh. <laughs> so, I'll, you want me to introduce our guest today? Yeah, you can introduce oh. the guest. This is the other half of Joe's Besties Wrestling Friends. Sweet dreams are made of these. Let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to the one, the only, Damien Dragon. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the padded room after so long. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> I even dusted I even dusted off the king. Yes. <laughs> it's great to see you, Mr. Dragon. It's, it's always good to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> I even patted out the, the black hat to even uh give it a nice touch. There you go. I was gonna put the fedora on, but it won't fit with the goggle. The uh the Yeah, headset. it's kind of a difficult thing. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard. I feel like JR when I told my my parents gave me this for my birthday. I was like, I feel like JR in the nineties. Awesome, WCW. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's actually a place, it's a for both PlayStation and um and for uh PlayStation and PC or computer. Nice. So we got we have a few questions we want to ask you, Mr. Dragon. Go right ahead. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yes, I got the first question on the board because I had Lance, I think Lance had the first question for uh, lovely uh, Foxy Foxy. Yeah. Okay. Is, is wrestling as the wrestling business as toxic as they say it is? Uh, nah, uh, I wouldn't say it, it's it depends on what you, what you mean by toxic per se. Like, there's different obvious, obvious uh. Forms of tox- toxic. I mean, is the locker room, locker room toxicity? Yeah, that's in what terms I meant. Of like, you know, in terms of locker room. Yeah. I mean, the last few years, I was I was in and apart. Really didn't see that as much as I had seen previously. Um, mm. and I mean, like that. You know, there's always you know everybody's always gunning for a spot, and then if you have a top spot, everybody's gunning for your spot. And I mean, that's what everybody everybody wants to be the top guy. Mm. And then the funny thing is, is like you know when, when you finally get there. And then you work in the last match of your show and everything like that. You're like, can I go back to being the first match? <laughs> yeah. It's like, and everything like that. But I mean, it, it honestly depends on the type of locker room you have and the type of honest professionals that you have, you know, like the type of people you have in your locker room, like guys that are really learn the ropes and learn locker room etiquette and things of that nature and broke in the right way with respect, discipline and courtesy. Cause there is that. You know, I mean, everybody is, is is different. I never really had a huge problem with toxicity in most of the places I worked with, uh, and like that. I mean, I I seen I saw my fair share of like unprofessionalism, but again, that was more so through people that weren't trained or anything. You know, it was more so like that. Uh, but I mean, in terms of like you know, and you know, you guys know I've been around a lot. I've been around a lot of people and a lot of names, and I never really had huge uh things like that i mean you know i i i you know everybody hears stories from wwe whatever the case may be and i'm not there first you know i can't say what it's like there or anything like that but i mean in terms of anything i experienced i never really experienced anything horribly toxic so to speak i mean i had my fair share of things that i've seen but never really part of a, a toxic environment because also i never really i never got involved in that stuff 
That's not stuff mm -hmm. I really chose to to be a part of. Yeah, I'm not I, saying I, 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 I'm sorry. I always no, heard okay. like the locker room's bad. I always heard yeah. like the locker rooms could be toxic. You know, like yeah. if you're here, if you're here, and this guy's here, or you're you're here, and this guy's here, he's gonna try to like say some of the, the this guy, the promoter, to push you down, and they'll go up. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, I mean that's why I'm like. Oh yeah, I mean you know stuff like that happens, but I mean what industry doesn't? I mean I'm sure in our in, in your own regular jobs you're up for promotion and somebody else yeah. wants to get in that spot and everything like that. And of course, you know it happens in the it happens in the medical field. It happens in any walk of life. It happens with the two guys working in Burger King, you know, yeah. looking to be the cashier, you know, or the guy that wants to work the fryer, you know, whatever. It's it's that's any that's any working environment. It's a matter yeah. of how you handle it. And I've always been uh, uh, a big advocate of let your work speak for itself and no matter what it is, including wrestling, let mm. your work speak for, for itself. Let your professionalism speak for itself. And that will outshadow nine times out of 10 that'll outshadow anything anybody can say about you. Cause I had, I'm sure I had my fair share of people say this, people say that. And they says, really? Because he's not a problem in the locker room. He comes in, does his job and goes home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what you want. And I, and I try to be cool and cordial with everybody, you know, and again, I'm not saying I was an, I was ever, I was always an angel or anything like that. As I got older, I got wiser and like that, you know, but I mean, I never took it to extremes trying to take anybody's spot or anything like that because I felt I was a big proponent. If I was going to get there, I was going to get there by working my ass off to get there. I didn't want to just be handed something. I wanted to know I deserved to be there. I wanted to know I deserved it because I put asses in the seats or whatever the case may be that that garnered me the reason to have that spot. So I never really had a huge issue with toxicity in myself personally. Hmm. Yeah. What What are some of the favorite some of your favorite wrestlers growing up? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right at the gate, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Obviously, yeah. uh, the name Damien Dragon derives from two things. Well, Damien because it's my my first real name. A lot of people didn't believe it. Was Damien's my real name. Uh, Dragon came about through three different things. Um, one was I was actually born 1976, the year of the dragon in the Chinese Zodiac. I was actually born in the year of the dragon. So that was kind of cool. Um, number two, obviously, was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who was my number one all-time favorite wrestler. And then number three was my love of martial arts and Bruce Lee. <laughs> so that's where Dragon fell in. Uh, at the same time, I fell in the same episode. I fell in love with wrestling, though the num the like damn near close, <laughs> close to number one. But Ricky Steamboat, obviously, because he because of the martial arts and everything like that. But damn near close to number one. The other one was Ricky uh, was uh, the Dynamite Kid from the mm -hmm. while he was in the British Bulldogs. Mm -hmm. So I saw I, I was a I was a very young kid, about. Seven or eight, eight or nine, and I caught. It used to be on UPN nine. It used to be on Channel nine while I was living in New York. I used to come on really late, and I caught the first episode of wrestling I had ever watched. And on that episode was Ricky the Giant, Christine Boat, and the British Bulldogs. And I was just like, "This is awesome!" <laughs> and then I was yeah. hooked from there. So those are like always my main two faves. I mean, there's been multiple ones going up throughout the years, and I mean like that that inspired even even to when I was, you know, on the. Other guys, even to the twilight end of my career, that you know always inspired me and everything like that. Um, Jushin Thunder Liger, the Great Muda. Um, you know, I mean, and I'm sure like you guys seeing my old gimmick and everything like that, you could see inspirations from those. Yeah, melts and the makeup I did. and the... the makeup, the mist, um, the martial arts. Um, 
yeah. Jerry, um, Jerry Lynn, Jerry Lynn, you know, was, was a big, big factor in, in my later years. Dean Malenko, um, uh, Perry Saturn while he was in the Eliminators and everything like yeah. that. And I'm just having one conversation with him when I was getting ready to get into the business and everything like that, uh, you know, really inspired the martial arts involvement into the stuff that I did. Uh, I mean, I get the, God, the list goes on and on and on and on. There's just so many people, you know, uh, Randy Savage, Tully Blanchard. Sting. I wasn't a Hulkamaniac, but I was a little stinger. I loved Sting. Uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Like I wasn't, if you notice the names I'm spouting, I wasn't really a super mainstream guy. There wasn't a lot of guys mainstream. Like I wasn't a Hulkamaniac. I just never got into the Hulkamania thing. My best friend and I always tease each other about it. My best friend is Hulkamaniac for life. <laughs> but um, like I was like Warrior was Ultimate Warrior was cool and everything like that. But like for me personally, I don't know. It was funny because like the people I liked wound up after I got in wrestling, inspiring my career and my ring work and everything like that. You know, Shawn Michaels was was a big part of that, obviously, yeah, and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, Bret Hart, you know, Bret Hart, you know, from the te technical aspect, you know, regardless of how things ended, Chris Benoit was a, was a, mm, was a big definitely. deal. Um, I mean, gosh, like I said, I, I keep spouting out names left and right. I mean, I, I, could, I have like a, my own video collection over here and it's just like, again, it, 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 the list grew as, as it went on. But childhood phase, going back to the very beginning, Ricky Steamboat, number one. And then it just grew as I matured and got into wrestling for stories that I have uh, involving Ricky. And then, uh, as I said, the Dynamite Kid as well. Those are like uh, those are like the main two starting it out. And like I said, Jake Roberts, Arn Anderson, like on and on and on and on. Exactly. Classics never die. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Lance got his like. So, well, you, you, you asked the last question, Lance. I, I got this one. So what was your, like, this is a question from my dad. What was okay. the big inspiration for the reason why you put the boots on? Uh, well, I had always, like I said, I got into it a lot while I was a kid. I was also very much into um, martial arts. Now, being a kid in, in, the, in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, like, there was no internet. There was no real knowledge of how to get into it and plus also it was like again it was back then it was still though it was popular and growing it was still considered you know very hokey or whatever like that so like you know no parent was like you're not gonna be a wrestler but i love martial arts and my dad always was very much into physical fitness uh bodybuilding and martial arts so he put me into karate uh at, at age 11 and i did that for many many years and became an instructor and everything like that and then I had to walk away uh, when I was about 18, 19, almost 19 years old. I had to walk away for personal reasons and everything like that. Plus, mm. I wanted to focus a little bit more on college because running a karate school took a lot of time. You know, it was, it was a lot, a lot of time. And it's, it was just, you know, just like just like being in wrestling. Yeah. So I wasn't physically active because um, I've been an athlete all my life. I wasn't physically active doing something in that manner for like a year. And then um, because of the rest, uh, because of karate, I hadn't really watched wrestling in a long time. And one night I caught Monday Night Raw while I was on the USA Network. And I was like, hmm, remember loving this stuff. And I'm looking I'm like, wouldn't mind learning how to do this. And I used to live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And the video store I used to work, uh, used to go to, 
there was a really big dude there and um he was kind of he was in wrestling but he wasn't fully trained you know because of his size he did independent shows because he was such a big mm. dude but he was like hey man he's like look i know of um a wrestling school in brooklyn which was gleason's gym he goes there's a there's a trainer there wwe hall of famer johnny rods i was like yeah he's like you, like, you want to go and check it out i was like yeah i want to go check it out <laughs> so uh we took the trip down and everything like that sat down spoke to johnny for a while and everything like that and um i was like i i, I want to do this i absolutely want to do this and then i talked to my dad about it and my dad and i had a huge argument huge argument <laughs> and everything like that and um i was like well i want to do this and he's like well i'm not giving you the money to do it i says okay i'll tell you what I'm going to take any money I have saved from the job that I had and tell everybody, don't buy me Christmas presents, in, including you, and everybody just give me money for Christmas. And I'm going to use that money, and I'm going to pay my own tuition. And that's what I did. I paid my own tuition into karate school, I mean, into to professional wrestling school and everything like that. Uh, so I started training at Johnny Rod's. In 1996, I actually have my school contract still. The day I signed oh, wow. up, he even, gave, I, he even gave me his Hall of Fame induction ticket for that night. I have his induction ticket, autographed, wow. and everything like that. Hey, well, what's up, John? It's John. Um, so he actually, the day I, I the day I signed up, he actually gave me as a gift uh, to start my journey. I have his Hall of Fame and uh, ticket for the for the event that night, autographed to me and everything like that. Uh, and I was off and running from then. I mean, and then I was fortunate because there was people there that were there before me. Um, I just, and tra I went and trained every single day that he had available. And I was there from opening before he even got there to closing. And because of my, my karate background, I was, and my father, I was already very disciplined and respectful. So I would show up early before anybody got there without anybody asking me, I would sweep the ring. Mm. I would sweep out the ring. I would clean on my own. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about wrestling having its own etiquette or anything yet. I had no clue. I would just sweep the ring and I would do whatever. And until somebody showed up to start teaching me. And then Johnny was actually really impressed by that. He was like, wow. He's like, you know, you have the respect and everything like that just out the gate. And then there was people there six months, maybe even a year. And Johnny would always do uh, a monthly school show. And anybody that wasn't ready would either come and help or be a referee and everything like that. Now, mind you, I was only there for just close to a month. And Johnny pulls me into the office. He says, Damien, Papa. You know, have you ever heard Johnny talking? Like, he's got yeah. a very happy Puerto Rican accent. He says, Papa, I'm going to give you your first match. And I'm like, Johnny, I've only been here a, a month. Like, you know, there's guys <laughs> here that have been here way longer than me. And even then, I was like, you know, th these guys have been here longer. They're witch. He's like, yeah, but they're not ready, Pa. You ready. You ready. You can do it. So after one month in, I had my first professional wrestling match at the first uh, school show after a month wow. of training. And then mm -hmm. I was off and running from then. Yeah. You must have trusted you then. Yeah. You must have I, really I mean, trusted you. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, you know, like the guys, I mean, we it, it was hard training. I mean, I I had, you know, for a guy that didn't karate, I, the first day I could never remember being so sore in all my life. I kept a diary for like the first week and I actually have the, my diary entry still from the very first day. And I talk about like being from the top of my neck all the way down, completely sore. Like I had never been in my life. 
And I was there at 10 o'clock in the morning. The next day, the doors opened at Gleason's gym to do it all. Wow. Over and I never missed it. I didn't miss a training day, anything. I was just there religiously and learning my roles, By learning way, my bombs. Can and I then, and you just, yeah, I just want to say thanks for everybody who's liking us on Facebook, by the way. So. Absolutely. Good for you guys. You should be. So, yes. Keep it up. But um, I mean, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I just and I and I got pounded around and pasted and, and I got the tar beat out of me and everything like that and turned it into something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to this day, the one thing, the most honored thing I still get because I talked to Johnny. I want to say about a month or two ago, I talked to Johnny because I touched base with him since we haven't been able to, I want to go see them, obviously, and help out the guys a little bit whenever I can. Hey, Doug, what's up, DC? Um, Like he said, he says he still he still says it to other people and they tell me he says it and he told me before he goes, Damien, to this day, you're still the best cruiserweight I've ever had. And I was like, <laughs> wow, like, wow, <laughs> like that's, that means something, you know, that, that really, really means something. To, to hear it from him, you know, from from Hall, and he's seen his fair share. I mean, he trained Taz and Big Vito and all these guys and everything like that. So to so to hear something like that is definitely amazing. Hey, I thought you said we're on Facebook. He said no Facebook. He said no Facebook, but uh, it says in Facebook I got a like right there. So in the corner. So yeah. So do you still play the uh, like video games and stuff like that, like the two Ks and stuff like that? Oh my god, the last 2K was terrible. It was Garbage. So Actually, so my, wife, my 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 oldest son and I we just gave up on it and that's what I had posted the picture during quarantine. It's like we're going to go back and play 2016. <laughs> you have 2019 because Kid Crazy, my character's on that game. You could find me, Kid Crazy. Oh, yeah? You could play yeah, we, you could have Kid Crazy and Damian Dragon as awesome. a tag team. But I, I, LWO. I, I, I'm to, Actually, we jumped it back to, I think to one of like the early i think we jumped it back to the first one like we went all the way back to the first oh yeah versus right marauder yeah. that's in the comments marauder mm -hmm. he he took my guy took changed my shirt mm -hmm. oh there's your buddy hey, that, Danny? She, says, yeah. she says live on facebook yes hey danny please don't beat me up take here's my wallet take see <laughs> danny man danny you made me drop my wallet i'm sorry danny, oh the person that they don't have facebook oh, oh okay because yeah oh so yeah, Marauder, he he's a good at creating wrestlers, and he he took my wrestler from 2019, changed my shirt to the LWO, and he says he put me in a tournament, and he's like, I don't think you guys are gonna do that good, you know, guy, you guys didn't go good good online. He says I took pretty much took the whole tournament. I was like, awesome. I was like, what? I'll take it. I'll take so it. So if you get 2K19, look for Kid Crazy. Put it. You can make if if. You said you said your guy's not on the 2K roster. If he is, I'll find him. <laughs> I'll download. Yeah, him. I'll put it out there. I, I, I'll definitely put it out there at some point. I think the best one I made, like the really, it's on my Facebook, uh, my my Damon Dragon Facebook. Like I think the best one I made was like 2018 or something like that. It came out like really good. I was like, I don't know. I took my sweet little time with it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Danielle. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean. I, we still, yeah, we, we still definitely crank out the, the the games and everything like that. I mean, the the, the surprising one again. I I love games that are fun. I, I mean, I don't mind go. simulator games or anything like that, but I love Thank games with and, <sighs> and and battlegrounds turned out to be like so much fun. My like, parents were gonna buy me that one for my birthday for Christmas, and they end up getting me that game that just came out when you're everybody's racing each other. It's all these little characters. Your son would mm -hmm. love it. They're running out. You're like racing. 
Yeah. What is it called? Um, itter or whatever it's called. It's weird. You're like running. You get a co- you can give yourself a costume. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, my my kids play that one too. I forgot the name of that one. My, my parents bought me that for Chris my for Christmas, and I was like, I'm gonna hate this game. And I'm like, Oh my yeah. god! I sit in my room screaming. I don't. What are you playing? Smackdown? No, I'm playing. What do you? Because my TV's on my wall, so it comes in my room, and it's like I'm afraid that I'll be watching something bad. Uh, no, I'm watching tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the house with a guy. As I told you, first interview, my dad walks in and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> Fox." He's like, "Oh, hi." <laughs> and the first thing my next day, my dad oh, walk wake up and my dad says, "Foxy was smoking a cigarette." And my dad walks in. He's like, "Oh, you were talking to Foxy. How many cigarettes did she smoke?" I'm like, "I don't know, Dad." She's sitting there, just like, "Hey, guys." I'm like, "This is free range, Dad." We don't care what they do on Dudes at Ringside Podcast unless well, she, she, they're doing something. You know what it is? She's like very when it's 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 it goes back to the old days, like of, yeah. of bars and all like that. Like when you're in a social situation or you're creating, you don't realize it. Otherwise, yeah. it's never that bad. Like once you start talking or you're at a bar, you, you don't even you're like oh hey, you don't even think that you're doing it. Because like when we're upstairs and you know we're watching TV or whatever, we barely do it. Yeah, no, it like, was cool. Crazy. I thought it was funny. She was like, my dad's like, she was smoking a cigarette during the interview. And I'm like, it was like we're hanging out in the bar. That's what I want to do is that ringside podcast. And, and, that's, and, that's, you know, and that's how we do, like, that's how we always have done our interviews. It should be, it should be fun. It shouldn't be so formal. Stiff. And like you that. don't want to be like stiff like wrestling. You're like, you get a clothesline and you you don't fall the right way. We're talking about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're talking about wrestling. <laughs> okay, come yeah. on. Have you ever wanted to change your name into the Reese's Dragon? <laughs> yeah, you go. Like we just a lot had, of fans. we just had uh, yeah. Stevie Ray on the show. I saw. Congratulations, that's huge. Yeah. That's, that's- he was a. He didn't want to talk about wrestling, and we had a moment that I thought was going to end up on Twitter, and it was going to get back to him. He said some stuff about Stone Cold that I was like. I think we need to. <laughs> I was like, "Mental Geek, we're about to get in trouble by the rattlesnake. I'm gonna get stunnered, and I don't, I don't think I can take a stunner." No, I take a stunner. Hey, you, Bad to say this. I did backyard you, you wrestling. Can't get in my friend's stunner. Yes. Yeah, but you can't my get best, in trouble with something somebody. My else best has. friend gave me the stunner, and he says I took the best stunner that anybody's ever taken. I did backyard wrestling for a little bit just to like see if I could take the bumps the right way because I'm, I'm five one as you know. And like I'm 130 mm. pounds. He says I took the stunner the best, and I even I I totally rocked it. I flipped over, I popped up, and I was like, and then I fell over. And you know, the rock would take it and flip around. <laughs> I I that took the stunner just like that. Yeah. I popped, I flipped over the rope, and I popped back up like, Beep, and I was like this, because my character was called Kid Crazy. I like the Latino sensation. So I took the stunner, yeah. boom, and I popped backwards, and I bounced up like, and I fell over. <laughs> He's like, "Have you seen the new Godzilla movie by any chance?" Or, uh, you gotta yeah. have fun, man. You gotta have fun with it. Yeah, you gotta have fun yeah. with it. Yeah. So I think Lance just asked a question. Uh, have you seen the new Godzilla movie? Or not yet. Oh yeah, we watched it. Movie. We watched it last weekend. Well, um, I thought. I mean, the, was the, the story was a little weak to us. The story was a little on the weak side, but I mean, you know, you don't really tune in fully for the story. You came to see the monsters fight. Let's, let's, yeah, exactly. you're, you're, waiting, you're waiting to see the yeah. monsters fight, and in this and in this household, 
we're very happy because Godzilla proved he was king. He was the man. Godzilla yeah. is the king of the monsters, period. And he proved yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. And um, yeah, because we me and Spiffy saw it in the uh the theater because we wanted like the whole experience. Yeah, you wanted that experience. We want we said we could watch it on HBO Max, you know, but the thing is you really want to go there, see Godzilla. And it was it was amazing to see like Godzilla actually the saliva coming from his mouth and everything. Everything was such yeah. in crystal clear detail in the theater. Yeah. So my uh my middle son, our middle son Jace is the one we were always talking about. That's the Godzilla shark fanatic, horror fanatic, and everything like that. His first movie. He's only been to the movie theater one time, and we took him to see the previous Godzilla movie, King of the Monsters. So like we had told him leading up to it, and they're like, and actually, because again, he's never been. He had never been to a movie theater, so we're like, um, you know, gonna take you to see this the right way. You're gonna go see Godzilla at the end. So all week long. Daddy, how big is it? Is it as big as our as our wall? I was like, son, the screen's bigger than our wall. <laughs> Never been to a movie theater before. You know? So he he goes in and he's like, whoa. So the movie starts. And one of the best parts I, I will never, ever, ever forget that really showed how into it he was. And, and, and like you said, having like certain movies, you got to watch on the big screen to get that experience. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we wanted for him. It's the part, spoiler alert, and if you haven't seen the first one by now, oh well. <laughs> or second one, King of Monsters, is when they're in the in the in the in the submarine on the water and they see him in the in the in the distance, you know, flashing the blue, and all of a sudden he goes off screen and he just zips right by the camera. The part where it goes silent and he zips right by, I kid you not, my 10-year-old, now 10-year-old son probably jumped about six feet in the air. So, Whoa! He like flipped out because it was so loud and it was like right there in your face he jumped <laughs> so high he's like, ah! he like freaked out but i mean greatest greatest thing i ever i ever saw in a theater was watching him jump a mile high <laughs> when Godzilla went across the screen yeah. and then he just came out and he was like that was awesome <laughs> yeah you have to see in the theater man you know that's the whole that's the whole experience and like this guy in the comments saying moral combat has to be the next one you have to see in the theater yeah, well, we're doing we're, we're doing that. Yeah, that one I think is that's next weekend, right? Yeah, we're, we're definitely sixteenth, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. They well, say sixteenth. No, moved it back. Oh, it was supposed to be today. Yeah, they pushed it back for next week, so it's gonna be next mm. week. So, so yeah, we're after definitely watching question. I gotta hit you with my Ghostbusters knowledge. I don't have my green glasses on my desk because you know me. I was your nerd her. I was your nerd herder's Ghostbuster news bo- boy. That every time we, oh, Joe's got something related to Ghostbusters. What do you need? Six three one and Vax. He's like. That's Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Joe. Hey, Crazy Wolf. So did you watch the trailer, the, the sneak peek trailer with uh, with uh, Paul Rudd meeting the state puffs, the little puffies? Yeah. What would you think of the little puffs? I think they're awesome. I think they're great. They reminded me of, like, gremlins. They just reminded yeah. me of the, the gremlins. <laughs> Once they started getting going, they were the gremlins. I was like, oh, they're gremlins. It's great. They were <laughs> like, I should, didn't Lance, didn't I have to send you that trailer and you saw it? Or did you watch it on your own? I forgot. Oh, I think Matt. you sent it. You sent it to me, and I actually yeah. watched it. And I was like, "That's a." It was a. It was a quick clip, but you know. Yes, yeah, my it sister. Was, it was enough. It was enough. I posted but, it yeah, on oh, Instagram, yeah, I mean, and it, you know, because Dan Law, who does Nerd Herders with us, you know, obviously, yeah, is, is yeah, Dan, yep. We watched his show Dan, last night. But uh, Dan go. Dan said because uh, we were chatting about it when the trailer came out in a, in, a, in our own little messenger group. We were chatting about it, and Dan says. I, I I don't need when they really he goes when they release these things as toys and I know they will 
I don't need one. I need many. <laughs> they are. Wants, did, you, did you see the leak wants, like, of, the, of the toys? They're going to be little well, boxes like, that look like the slime with them yeah. with them inside of it. Yeah, he said. He said he wants. He's he's like I can't have one mini Stay Puft. I need all of them. He's like I need as many yeah. as I can possibly have. <laughs> They're gonna oh, my be. Kid, my kid loves yeah. Stripe. My kid loves Stripe. He oh, likes geez. the Gremlins. Oh, the one that has the mall. My, my that... kid likes the Gremlins. Yep, he likes Stripe. stripe. Uh, one hand. Yeah, so they are gonna have a little box, a little um, like the I guess it looks like the old real Ghostbusters box with the slime in it, the little tub. Yeah. And it's gonna have, I guess, the white stuff, and I guess you he's underneath it, and it's gonna be all different little state pup. One on fire, one with the match in oh, the middle awesome. of them laying like this, one that's like is it has a head of a state pup playing drums on it. Like th- <laughs> those those are gonna be the ones that you're gonna be like, oh that scene. I need them all. I, I need them all. I need them all. Yeah. I can't wait. When I I cried. When they, that's why on Facebook I posted that, put that picture of Mechanic Race pushing the flight suits back, and it's just her looking yeah. at Egon. I cried because yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I, I got, I just got the chills against up my, up my spine because I, all I could think is that song from the '80s. That one he says, um, uh, I posted on my Instagram story with the picture. Well, I can't think of the song. I have to figure out the song later on. I'll, I'll message you on Instagram the song, but it, it made me cry because it's you know it's about like when you lose somebody, they're always there. That inner peace yeah. with yeah, yeah. So Ghostbusters for me is like my 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 go to cuddle buddy because when I'm sad, yeah. I'm like Ghostbusters, fine, Ghostbusters, something. Yeah, pretty so, much. Everybody needs something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. everybody needs something like that. You next, Lance. Your question next. What was my Get question? Geek. I, I think he answered a lot of them. <laughs> let's just talk, let's talk wrestling if you have no more questions. Um, yeah. What do you? By the way, what are you, some of your favorite bands? Bands, uh, all-time fave, numero uno, ACDC. ACDC is at the top of the list. Love ACDC. Uh, current modern day. Um. Um. In this moment, very big fan yeah, of in this definitely. moment. Uh, she and I, um, in during the pandemic lockdown, like that first you know year or whatever, like music was a big like as Foxy said, music is a big deal in her life. Music was a very big thing that helped us through the pandemic when everything was shut down. Like when I wasn't teaching karate or anything like that, and I was setting up this man cave and everything like that. Music was a huge and so like sometimes we would just pop on because we really don't watch TV shows much anymore. So we pop on YouTube and we just start going down rabbit holes and we started going down rabbit holes of music. So we found um, uh, uh, Lords of the Lost is another really good one. Uh, she got her, uh, Dan got her into Ghost and then she got me into Ghost. And now I got videos of our five year old who's in love with Ghost singing Ghost lyrics, which is amazing. Oh, uh, another one that we're really, really big on is um, Gunship. If you haven't heard Gunship, um, <laughs> Uh, gunship is, um, they're what you call synth way, which is basically like a very yep, 80s sound. So if like, you take it and you put it to like any 80s movie, it goes. And gunship is amazing. Absolutely love, love, love gunship. If you've never seen, heard of gunship, incredible. I mean, uh, I'm a big, uh, lover of, uh, I've put it out there multiple times. I love pink. I love oh, her. Yeah. Death. She's I love awesome. pink. Love pink. Veronica's got um footage 
It's a little dark, but she's got footage on YouTube uh, of me like going bananas at a pink concert. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my God. I lost it. I lost it. Absolutely lost it. Um, I'm looking at my thing here. And uh, I'm a big Hall & Oates fan. Love course, Hall & Oates. Hall & is the best. Love Hall & Oates since I was a kid. Uh, I generally listen to, to like everything. But in terms of like numero uno favorite band, ACDC is the tops. I mean, it's. Well, as a matter of fact, here we go. <laughs> Got to break out the pop. Yeah, there's a it, place it right next Queens. to me. There's a place in Queens, New York. I have to find the address near my brother's house. They could actually make you a personalized bobblehead of yourself, a pop like that. Oh my! Uh, my best friend and his wife got them done, and they look amazing. They look like absolutely amazing. Like the clothes, and yeah. like he had the clothes, the chains, the rings. Like it was like incredible. Like they. And he like, even scanned like whatever T-shirt they wanted. He had a T-shirt like whole nine yards. It was oh, absolutely amazing. That's what I'm saying. Now you guys got to get your of uh, the Foxy and Damien one, like the one that you guys posted the picture. You guys crouching like that. I, yeah, I would buy. I buy it. I we love totally pops. Get some done. Oh gosh, oh, we and have I was so like, many pops. It's like ridiculous. If I had the money, oh yeah, nerd herders. Yeah, <laughs> but you guys maybe the all the time. But remember, I'm I'm excited like the. Almost, I feel like I'm not the number one fan, but I was there next to John. You, but you were there like, in the beginning. You were there in the beginning. You're one of the yeah. OGs. You're, yeah. You're, a nerd, you're, you're an OG nerd herder now. Yeah. And remember this. I'm the one that made the fan page of Foxy back in the day. No one else did that. And I still <laughs> came up there at the shows to talk to her like about ra random friend stuff. And you're like, Joe. Exactly. You're like, Joe. Even she said it. She was like, I had to tell you guys, Joe, I'm a heel. There you go. <laughs> No, Joe. Heel. Not Talk right to now. Not right now. <laughs> not right now, Joe. Pretend like, like I yelled at you. Remember, yeah. I, you remember the t-shirt I made that said, I heart Foxy? Yeah. It was like on a white t-shirt. Yes. Lance remembers that. I had the I, I heart. They're like, where'd you find that? And my, my mom killed me. She was like, you took one of your t-shirts and wrote, I love heart Foxy? Who's Foxy Foxy? And I'm like, <laughs> she's an independent wrestler. Does she know about this? And I'm like, yes, mom. <laughs> and I was like, I think I was like 18, 19. No, maybe I was like 20 in my 20s. I don't remember. I was old. <laughs> I feel like old, but yeah. We all did something like that back in the day. We all did something like yeah. that. But yeah, it was fun. It's Hell fun. Yeah. I, I miss that's one thing about where I live in parts I know in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to be a really a dedicated fan for where I live in Pennsylvania. Cause the closest Federation that came to my school by, by me was at a high school. And I went to the show and like, I didn't know anybody at the shows, but the legend that showed up. And that's right. when I said to my friends, I'm like, I used to go to a place in NYWC in long Island. And I, everybody. I, I made Still friends there. with all the rosters and the picture I took it with you that time that I posted in the promotional thing. Yeah, I looked at other pictures after it. That same day, I took a picture with you. I took a picture with Foxy, Tara, um, Zach Ryder, Kurt Hawkins. Mm -hmm. I made my rounds that day. And Lance, the Metal Geek, knows. I had that picture of me and Kurt Hawkins and Zach in my hand as a referee went, one, two. I was holding it in my hands and I was shaking like this. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> nah, that's awesome. I was shaking. I was freaking out. I was like, 
Oh my god! Oh my god! Like, it to watch that, it's just like, yeah. And it's hello, funny that's nerders. well. If you don't know if you heard my intro, I kind of took away the hello, but I say hello, they're wrestling fans. Yeah, there you go. It's all hello, good. they're wrestling fans. That's my next Ooh, intro. My, my ball from... head started to sweat. My ball head started to sweat a little bit. So it'll get yeah. a little shiny. I don't know. <laughs> uh, blinded. Yeah. I know, yeah, right? I want one more match from you. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so I did that. I got pulled out for one more match. I did that. Um. I said a year and a half after or so after I uh, retired. The reason why it happened was because um, Kakoa, the flying Hawaiian, if you're familiar with him, um, my last couple of years, I met a guy very close. We got made a very, you know, a wolf pack, not wolf pack, wolf. We used to say wolf all the time. So we were a wolf pack. Um, Kakoa was the only one continuing his career. I had retired. His former tag team partner, Aiden Chambers, is retired. And then my partner, who had still been wrestling, he was getting ready to walk away himself. And we used to, like, in ECWA, I mean, it's rare that a tag team match steals a show. We used mm. to steal shows anytime we, like, worked. It was just a good chemistry that we had. So we said, all right. So he was doing, like, a benefit show and everything like that. She's like, could I get you guys to do one more and everything like that? So he pulled me out, and I said, all right, we'll do one last dance one more time. Had a blast, and they're like that. I get hurt on the finish. Ooh. I get hurt on the finish. The ring was a little lumpy. It wasn't very smoothed out. It was very, very lumpy. So it had a lot of divots. So the finisher was the Spanish fly. Mm -mm. I take the finisher. When we came down, because of the way the, the, the lumps were, I couldn't I couldn't land flat. So I landed like this, like mm. a beat. My my back, and I have like a years long back dating back to my karate days. I have a bad sciatic nerve, so I landed right on it. Bang! I came down hard, boom, and land there. And Kako is pinning me, and he goes, "Thank you so much for doing this. I love you, brother." And I says, "I love you too. Don't ever ask me to do this again." That's <laughs> <laughs> just over. But I was I was in so much pain from my back. I had to lay in my friend's car in the back seat to ride home. I couldn't sit. I had to lay down because my back had hurt so bad. But I was like, if I ever had a bug in me to do one more match, that squashed it. I'm good. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> I'll go. I'll teach. I'll help anybody. I'll give pointers. But as far as wrestling, I'm good. Yeah, I'm I mean, I'll, get in there I'll, I'll get in there. I'll mix it up and I'll train with people. I'm very hands on when I train people because I actually did a seminar at his work rate um, work rate um, school while he was still out here in Pennsylvania. And I actually went there for a Sunday and helped with the training. He said it was great because I love to teach and I love to help whenever I can. And I would I, I welcome the opportunity ever to do that. But in terms of like an actual like one more time wrestling match. Oh, I can't. I'm I'm in no shape for it. I'm in no shape for it. There's way too many aches and pains. I have an ankle that's trying to heal right now from my karate teaching <laughs> for the last mm. few weeks. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows where I'll pop up just to do, you know, I might do a spot or something like that. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. AEW. <laughs> never say never, right? Hey, Geek gets mad at me, like, I'm, as you know, I, I am like an old school indie fan, and I Love my old school wrestling, hence I'm on the show. I'm a Mr. Old School because of my, my grandpa. Right. So, like, I watched one thing of AEW and I was kind of like, 
I mean, different again. It's it's like anything. It's different flavors for everybody, you know. Like, yeah. You know, that's why, like, I'm not really big on, I'm not big on slamming one promotion versus the other. Yeah. Uh, like more so in the sense of fans getting on each other. The yeah. way it's become now, you know, it's like it's like the Sharks versus the Jets in West Side Story right now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, it's like what the hell? Hey, like, yeah. what? We all love wrestling, and it's not that serious. You know. Now's a great time. You know, NWA is doing their thing on YouTube. New yep. Japan is doing their thing on YouTube and everything like that. Ring of Honor is still going. NXT's killing it. AEW is doing pretty good. You know, Raw's a little mad, but there's guys you still like to watch that that are good, regardless mm-hmm. of what they're doing. So now it's like, you know, it's not the golden era of like when I first started in the business in the indies, which was the golden era, but there's something for everybody now and it's on almost every day of the week now with the exception of a pay-per-view it's on almost every day now yeah so now it's like a really good time to be a fan so just because you like one thing and someone else doesn't like the other one doesn't mean you gotta get on them and degrade them for liking this one and you like that one it's not worth it i mean i don't i kind of like i spot check and keep up what's going on with like raw and smackdown like if there's somebody on that i'm interested in that's a, maybe a friend or somebody i do like i'll pop it on real quick so i could see them uh the only one i kind of watch a little bit more than I, I keep up with like nxt nxt is the one I'm on and i always like check youtube what's going on roh because i know a lot of the guys on roh and everything like that so i'm yeah. always keeping an eye on that but in terms of like what's ever on like primetime television i keep them most i i mostly i'll watch nxt before i watch anything else because it's just like, you know, I like the, the product that it puts out because everybody's hungry. Or it's like, and Triple H and, and Sean, they have like a, excellent minds for what's going on and mm-hmm. finger a little bit more on the pulse in terms of what's going on and everything like that. And they'll get a little edgy and everything like that because of, that's what, how they were and everything, you know. So yeah. I, I'll watch NXT more than, like I said, in terms of, the, but like people really got to chill with the slamming each other, one liking one thing. It's, it's, it's wrestling. It's wrestling. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's it's grown adults. I can't say grown men anymore. It's but it's, it's yeah. grown adults running around in their skivvies, tights, bras, panties, whatever. Yeah, you know, doing what we do. You know, so yeah. come on. Like, I don't know. Really. I just I'm, I don't know. I just eh. I go. Eh. Yeah, exactly. It's your preference. You like? Yeah, I watched you like, it. And I was just like, and I was like, I kind of mad at um. Because this was, I watched the episode and then I heard what they did to ROH, and I have a lot of respect for Ring of Honor because Geek, or one of our last good. few episodes, we we did a full episode about Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is for me was my second, but besides NYWC, I go yeah. to the city, go to shows with Lance, McGeek all the time. They played them dirty. They were supposed to show how they had a show at the Garden, I ROH, know. and. Uh, the um, what's it called? Um, what's the AEW. guy? Yeah, one of the guys from AEW backed out of the show, and I was like, they didn't really back out. Their contracts were up. I know, yeah. but still, yeah. they were saying they were supposed to be there, and I was kind of like, yeah. I saw the episode. Hey, I was man, like, kudos for kudos for ROH for doing something that hadn't been done in how many decades? Yeah, jeez, like, no oh, other yeah. promotion had been in there since Vince McMahon's senior yep since Vincent Man senior no other promotion had been in that building and they're the only ones to ever do that and that's like yep. incredible i was like so 
had to be for them. I was like, you, I was like, holy shit. I was like, so, so happy for them. I couldn't to this day, you know, I, I, said, I have a very big love and soft spot for ROH again, for personal reasons. And a lot of the guys I know that are there, I, I, I got to work there for a little bit and everything like that. And I mean, I have a lot of love for ROH. I heard one of your, uh, Dan, Dan, we were both in his stream yesterday. He was in dudes at ringside and I was under my, uh, 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 ghost wolf, ghost wolf five, seven, Oh. And he's like, Oh, don't, don't automatically ask him about his ROH here. Just ask him that eventually. (laughs) I was like, he's giving us little tips. I'm I'm an open book. You can ask me anything you want. I have no problem. (laughs) Cause I was going to tell him. I was gonna give him the 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 because I have an emoji I got from somebody uh, another uh, wrestling podcast on Twitch their thing because it gave me points because I I gave them such big props they give you like points so he gave me a Vince McMahon laughing emoji actually I'll put it in the chat it's pretty funny it's really funny wait here it is here we go I don't know if it's gonna pop up there you go no it didn't pop up oh no, I didn't man. And oh man, it didn't. I guess, I guess, I guess I lost the props. Nah, they, they took it away, but it was a Vince, it was literally like Vince McMahon laughing. I was like, ah. yeah, so yeah, like I, I got very like mad because it's funny. We talk about ROH. Did you know who Joe, Joe Quaff is? I've heard the name, I've heard the name. Well. I wrote a letter to him because uh, Geek and I actually met. I met him at the show. We were talking, and Lance met him for what? What, what pay per view was that, Lance? He was on. It was on our airplane going to uh, WrestleMania, in New Orleans. I, I stopped at Baltimore, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder if any wrestlers are going to be here." Well, you know, Joe Coff was on our plane, which was actually <laughs> really cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was at yeah WrestleMania in New Orleans. Probably one of my favorite WrestleManias. That that one seemed like it was a lot of fun, dude. That 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 show, not, not just the show, but the atmosphere of New Orleans was insane. If you have, have you ever been to? That's New what Orleans, I mean. Like just, the, I have not. I have not had the pleasure, dude. It's, that's it's on the bucket list. It's on it the bucket list. Be, it has to be. It has to be on the list right there. Probably one of the best. Absolutely. Plus, plus, given you know the whole goth thing and everything like that's like we got. Oh my god! We, we gotta go check you it out. You have to break out the bandana. You got to break out the jacket, the cane. Bring the oh, bring no, everything with you. Just to do like Foxy. Oh, yeah. You got to get the old skirt and the dress on and take a picture down one of those creepy streets. Get like <laughs> <Yep>. smoke. <laughs> bring bring Jersey Danny with you. <laughs> no, but um, Danny's been there. Yeah. Danny loved it. <laughs> No, but it, yeah, I was telling, I was passing by a store in uh, on Bourbon Street, and I'm like, "Ooh, a voodoo store!" So I texted uh, Spiffy, and she's like, "She's like, oh, she's like, oh, go in the voodoo store, I'll go in the voodoo store," because uh, she's such into like, all that stuff, you know? Right, right. Not not that stuff, but like that, that those movies and everything like that. Yeah, you know? I got you. Yeah, yeah, like so. Who is your like all time? Is a th- random nerd question. Who is your all time favorite? Like, I asked Foxy bad guy. So, who's your favorite all time good guy in the superhero world? All time DC or Marvel? Good? Uh, DC or Marvel? See, the thing is, my see, my good guys were never even fully good guys. That's the funny thing is, like, you know, they they bordered. They always bordered. So, Marvel was Wolverine. 
again, not exactly your most good of good guys. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the he's like the stone cold of uh of good guys. And on the other spectrum, on the DC side, Batman. And again, mm. not exactly one of your most clean good guys. Yeah, I I wasn't. If Scampy was here, he'd punch me in the face for it. But I wasn't a Captain America fan. <laughs> uh, I wasn't a Spider Man fan. Uh, no, I I liked you know I liked the X Men because also the X Men were never really you know the the X Men thing was all about racism and everything like that. I loved yeah. the X Men. X Men were my favorite, but I loved Wolverine. Wolverine was always a favorite. I mean, come on, the claws and everything. That thing's awesome. And then, like I said, in Batman. Those are those are my ultimates. Those are my those are my two growing up, my two favorite superheroes mm-hmm. on both sides. Geek questions? Yeah, I got questions. Uh, all of them are <laughs> on my iPad because I always forget. Uh, I'm such a bad forgetting stuff. Um, I might have uh-huh. asked this before, but how uh, did you get into karate? I think you might have asked that, but you know? um, I, we talked about it before we came on. Yeah. So, um, really quick, um, what it was again? Um, growing up as a kid, uh. My father and I, like, in my early years before I finally decided to stay with my father, I did a lot of back and forth, you know, between my mom and my dad, my mom and dad, before my mom decided, hey, I quit this job and I'm not doing this no more. (laughs) And that's cool. But my father and I will always, like, my father would get, like, the old, like, like, you guys see Muscle and Fitness and Flex magazines now, and they're, like, very, very thin. These things were, like, huge back in the day. Like, in the 80s, they were big thick huge magazines he had all of them so i was very much into bodybuilding but also we were very much into martial arts so what we used to go is we used to go to every weekend we would go to like old dirty dingy Times square before any tourist ever thought about going to Times square unless you were a new yorker you did not go to Times square as a tourist it was not the place to go so we had all those little rundown theaters and like that so we would always take take in like the double martial arts you know double martial arts film features uh, and like that. And then we go to the arcades around the corner or like Saturdays on channel five at three o'clock, always catch the Kung Fu movies that were on and everything like that. And that was like the routine in the eighties. Like, you know, you watch Saturday morning cartoons, go outside and play and everybody go three o'clock Kung Fu theater. Everybody go back in the house, watch Kung Fu theater, eat your dinner and come back outside and play. So that's how I got into it. And then, um, my father did. And again, this is before the days of, um, before the days of the internet and being able to really look, somehow my dad really, really looked into it and found me a really good, good, good karate school. Uh, and I wound up joining at age 11. Now, my main instructor, who's now retired back home in Japan in, in his early 80s, um, Toyotaro Miyazaki. If you guys remember the old comic books from the 80s, they were always just like, like a little, there was little ads in there and stuff like that. Yeah. So there was always the one for the karate and the guy doing like a knife hand strike, the Japanese yeah. guy doing a karate. That's my main sensei. Wow. That's my, that's my main sensei. They even sell those articles on eBay and everything like that, but that's my main sensei. He was the first one to bring karate um, to New York in the 70s. He was the very first one to bring karate to New York in the 70s. And if you look up my main sensei, he was on like a bunch of the magazine covers for like Inside Karate and all of them. I um, mean, he fought Chuck Norris in tournaments and everything like that. Really? Yeah. There's right. documented pictures. Yep. And everything. There's, there's video tributes to him on YouTube and everything. So at 11, uh, age 11, that's how I got started with karate because my dad also didn't want me to play wrestling outside. <laughs> Little did he know, you know, X amount of years later, it would still come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I have another question. What is What was, like, your favorite match, a person you've ever fought, or the style match you ever did? Like, was your favorite match? 
Oh, so that you knew you made hard. it. That, that's hard because there's so many guys that like are in my like top 10 faves and like the top three faves and everything like that. The greatest people I ever got to work are the ones where the chemistry is so good. And again, you know, not fully exposing everything, but the best ones that you can get in the ring with are the ones where you don't even have to call anything. Where it's like, see you out there, you do it, you wing it, and it's still a great match. Uh, and there was only a couple of guys I was able to do that with. Um, one is Bandito Jr. You may know him as referee Eddie Orango in WWE right now. Mm. Uh, he's the, the, he, he refereed he refereed the uh, Bad Bunny match at WrestleMania. Wow. He, was oh. that he is an I know him when he started out here in our town as a kid, and I helped him out. But like he just progressed, and we had gotten to a point where we could just eyeball it and just go there was the first time that ever happened for us was his father used to run shows out yeah. here and um we had to he had his father was doing an outside show in elizabeth new jersey now foxy and i had never been there before and this is before gps's so we're like we're trying to find this place find this place we could not find it and we were, we're showing we're already showing up dressed and everything like that because we were running so late and this is not our stuff but we were so lost we couldn't find it we finally find it. It's in the middle of the park. We go running, and they had the tents. And his and the things we had built something. His father knew we were never. We would never do that on purpose. Like he, we were like, dude, we're so sorry. We're like, he's like, look, the last match just went out. Are you guys good to go? And I said, sure. He just, just go. And dude, they just, he just yelled at the DJ. They're here, and he threw us out on a whim. We called nothing at all. We had no moments. It was like literally, come in. You guys good to go? Okay. And he just sent us right out. Wow. Worked that, and we worked like 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes just winging it. Had a spectacular match. Mm. And then there was um, Mike Morgan's AWA school in Union, New Jersey. He would have the school, his school show. So we started going there to help out. And Junior was there, and we worked the show. Same thing, worked the three-way dance. And um, there was one part, totally uncalled at the end, where he, like, grabs Foxy, and he does a thing, what, he spanks her or whatever. And I'm, like, laying down on cell. So we just make eyeball contact. And that was it. So, like, <laughs> we just make – and that's all we did. So, I come running in, and I just clothesline him. I bend him over my knee, and I start spanking him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he powers up. And, again, totally uncalled. So, Bandito Jr. was definitely one of those guys that I could do that with. Uh, another one that I loved – and I wrestled him a 1,001 times, and I love him to death, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal oh, was yeah. another one. Jay Lethal and I, after a while, we had wrestled so many times, it was like, We'll go out there and be do whatever, you know. And yeah. and we used to have a lot of fun. But it was one time, like the match, the show was running really, really late, and our tag team partners got there late. And they're like, "You guys got like five minutes." So it's just okay, whatever. Everything we had and mine got tossed out the window. So we just made a whole thing of Gaga. We made a whole thing of Gaga, but it still turned out <laughs> to be good. So it was like Jay Lethal and his partner doing Dusty Rhodes type of stuff all the whole way through. Yeah. And me and my partner with Sean Sheridan, and the angle with us is we couldn't touch each other, but we didn't get along. So it literally starts out. It's freaking hilarious. Like, comes in. We start arguing who's going to start the match. I'm starting. I'm starting. And again, we, have, we haven't called any of this. We yeah. haven't called none of this. I'm starting. I'm starting. I'm starting. And they're like, arguing. Who's going to start? And we go, we yell at the referee. I'm starting. We turn around. They both clothesline us outside of the ring. We both go outside of the ring. <laughs> they go to do the, you know, the throw us into each other. We both run towards each other. We stop, slide, and we go, 
I'm starting. I'm starting. There's my buddy. <laughs> There's Thunderfeet. Right there. there he hey, is. Hey, what's up? What's up? And, and we just, again, he was another one I was able to wing it with. Um, other favorite opponents, um, Reckless Youth, Tom Carter, uh, Steve Carino. We had one-on-one. Yep. We were supposed to have a, a rubber match. But me and Steve Carino, we used to have this great – and, you know, for two guys that are two completely different sizes, I mean, because he's much bigger than I am, I mean, we had – great chemistry and he turned into like such a great mentor of mine and I further learned from him as I was progressing um match striker I had some pretty good ones with uh and like that but like those are like 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 my top ones I had another one um this kid Pat um I can't remember his wrestling name all of a sudden for the life oh IQ his name was IQ his name was IQ in Rhode Island for uh PWF Rhode Island and him and I like just used to have this tremendous, tremendous chemistry. And the last match we had against each other, that ties into like a Ricky Steamboat story that I had meant to have Ricky Steamboat stories. And that ties into a Ricky Steamboat story that like, like hits me so much and like that. But he's another one uh, that unfortunately, did, it's a shame he was only a New England guy because he's from the same area where Sasha Banks and all of them. Like Sasha's married to one of the guys that was from that promotion and everything like that. She, like, oh, wow. She's from that whole group and everything. And he was one of those guys, like, if he had the right physique and build, he had the mind, he had the tools and everything. He was so good. So, like, those are, like, some of my top favorite guys. Another one, too, that you guys are familiar with, and I wish our last match together was better, but it was just my, my emotion and nerves because it was the Super 8 and it was the last one and I was hurting a lot. And different, is Papa Don. Papa Don and I just Don, mm, yeah. always had, oh, from tag team matches to singles matches, we always had just – really good chemistry and and really fed up and i i always i'm always to this day still very heartbroken at how our last one went but when we look back on it and everything like that it was like you know it kind of worked into the night and the evening it wasn't what we wanted it to be but for the night it was perfect for what it was it for, for, for what it meant and everything like that but papa don's like in that top five list as well so that was probably like you know and and again nothing against anybody else that ever worked but like those guys are like Right at the top of the list, you know, Flying Hawaiian, Keikoa, another one, you know, a lot of good guys. But look, those are like my main guys right there. Yeah. See, I remember like when I went with uh, Geek and, and Thunderfeet, we we went to uh, the, I think, I think Thunderfeet came with us. I'm not too sure. Geek, did he come with us to the, the Psycho Circus where Damien was in it? I remember being there watching you climb the ladder like geek watched the video he said you were on top of the ladder and you fell through i got in so much trouble that night and there's actually uh all right so i'm gonna give you guys an inside scoop on psycho circus that night so you guys gonna get the inside details that night for that one all right so okay so if you guys remember i got jumped uh like the month before whatever earlier you know, they beat me up, cut my hair off and everything like that. And then I started doing the goth rod thing because I got beat up so bad, I suddenly thought I was a goth Roddy Roddy Piper. Henceforth, yep. the goth rod thing. Yeah. So we get there that day. Now, Foxy is uh, still pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Very pregnant. Very emotional. And so we're in the ring and Mikey comes up. He's, hey, kid. Um, hey. Uh, so um, you're going over tonight. You're soul survivor. You're going over. I said, really? <laughs> <laughs> me says, really he goes yeah it's gonna be you i says okay and if you ever talking to mikey yeah that, that's mikey yep i says, i says all right cool i ain't arguing with it biggest show of the year i'll do it <laughs> so we're setting up the ladder and 
So Spider and I, are, you know, we're working out the schematics of what you guys saw as the finish. Yeah. But, okay, so I'm facing outwards to where the hallway is in the Deer Park area, you know, where everybody did the autographs and everything. Yeah. And um, we're up there doing our thing. And that ladder was high. That's <laughs> a big ladder. And all I see, if, I, if you can get this in frame Dang. a little bit, all, all I see from the guard, well, you can't, but all I see is uh, uh, a very pregnant uh, colored haired woman with her arms crossed and her hips sticking out going. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on this ladder way up and I'm like, uh, Sorry, so, honey. you know what the, be the best thing, the best thing I had to say to her was I'm going over. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> I just, I just, I'm going over, and I'm like with a big smile on my face, like that's supposed to make it okay to my very pregnant, emotional wife, what she is seeing me planning to do later this evening. Yeah. So that's funny part number one. Funny oh part number number two comes when the spot actually happens. Now, if you watch the the video that I posted, you see the ending clip is in that video. Yeah. So here's the thing. So all the stuff is going on. If you remember, you know, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins were part of the Rat Pack and everything like that. There's thumbtacks in the ring and everything like that. So the thing with the thumbtacks, quick, funny, Scampy story is Scampy never liked his family coming around to watch him wrestle. He just didn't like it. But his mother insisted on it. She's all right. She's going to come. I'm going to give her something to see. And she's never going to want to come again. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why he took the power bomb into the thumbtacks with no shirt that night. Yep. <laughs> Which, of course, pissed her off to no end. And she left because <laughs> she was so mad at him. <laughs> okay, so now we're, set, we're, we're supposed to get into the setup. So it's me and Mikey and the Rat Pack's out there. So, again, the Rat Pack, you know, Matt, uh, Hawkins and Ryder, they were still young. They, they didn't really pay attention. So they roll me in. They roll me in. I roll in. But where they rolled me in was where the thumbtacks were. Uh. Now, it's one thing if you're landing flat on them. I mean, yeah, it sucks. But at least you're landing on them. Yeah. I got rolled in on them. Oh. So, like, yeah. they, it went into, like, my wrist, my palms, my butt. And that was, the, that was the spot. If you guys remember, I stand up. And I'm like, ah, and I grab the kilt and I pull the kilt. It's yeah, I was pulling, I was pulling the thumbtacks out of my butt. Oh It's like ah, I pulled them all out in one shot. So now, <laughs> now here's the thing. So we made it in a way. So Mikey and I made it in a way. We told the Rat Pack kids, "All right, look, we'll fight you off a little bit. Take us out, throw us in, and then you guys slide the table in after the cage is down, so we it can make it look like you guys are trying to set me up, right?" They slide the table in. Now, Mikey and I are two grown men, you know. We take the table, we pick it up, and we try to flip, and we go, oh! This table is ridiculously heavy all of a sudden. And we look at our hands. If you look at the table in the footage, it's not your typical table they use in wrestling matches. They slid the wrong table in. Oh, it was just a spare table for ring announcing. The table was like this thick, mm. and it had like the, the big round metal legs, the big yeah. silver ones. So Mikey and I, and so if you see Mikey and I, we're both going like this. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to lift this table. Yeah, I remember that. Because we can't change it now. It's too late. We're already in the, we can't change it. And we can't redo it. It's like, we're in the moment. That's yeah. it. Can't rewind. <laughs> so, so we're like struggling and picking up this 
thick ass wood table. <laughs> Struggling, we get it up on the freaking cage. We're surprised it didn't sink the cage in because it was so heavy. And so Mikey's got to take the next elimination. I got to go over, right? So we put it up, and Mikey goes. I don't know if you, again. I don't know if you have the footage, but if you have it, watch it. I wish I have it. I don't. But Mikey goes to me. He goes, well, gives me a slap of shoulder. Good luck, kid. <laughs> he goes out because <laughs> he knew what it was about to go through. So he just goes, good luck, kid. And he jumps out of the ring and he takes his elimination. He fights the rat back to the back. Yeah. So Spider and I, we fight up the ladder, fighting up the ladder. And I said, Spider, they put the wrong table. He says, what? I said, they put the wrong table. I said, this is going to hurt a lot. <laughs> So he's so I hook him up. I says, "You ready?" He goes, "Not really, but okay." <laughs> oh Jesus! So we go, and you see the the cage collapses, and the table never breaks. Mm. Spiders. So we go in. Spiders back is killing him, and then my whole the way I landed because I did a side effect. My whole side is absolutely like killing me from from up from the bottom of my ribs to my hip to almost the, and my whole thigh. We wake up the next day. I can't get out of bed. I, I could barely get out of bed. And and the bruise had set in. I had a huge, huge, huge bruise along my mm. whole body. And I said, I looked at Fox and I says, honey, um, I need you to do me one favor today. She says, what? She says, take me to GameStop. She goes, you can't even walk. I says, exactly. I'm not going to be able to walk for a week, so I need something to play for the rest of the week while I'm in bed. <laughs> <laughs> And that is my psycho soaker story from that night. Is that the same one? Is that just from the same match Mikey did the fireball or uh was that a different psycho circus? Uh I don't remember. Because I remember him doing a, a fireball in one of the psycho circuses. Might have been that one. And then there was um the second year, because I was in two of them, I was in the back to back years. The second year, what was crazy about that one, there was some crazy moments in that one too. If you remember, Mikey dipped under the ring for a little bit. For yeah, like a while. I remember that. And then I like, I walked off the ramp and everything like that. Like I was leaving them. If you guys remember, everybody thought I was like backing out and leaving my team. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Dragon's leaving. What's going on? What happened was Mikey and I were supposed to bring out the stuff together. Something happened. Like a lot of stuff went awry. And if you remember too, there was one point where like Brajol and I were on the same team and I yeah. didn't tackle him and I put him down. Yeah. So early, what happened was um, something happened where Brajol couldn't see all of a sudden. Like, he just went blind. Like, he couldn't see. We don't know what the hell happened. Something happened. He couldn't see. Oh, wow. He, so he's just – he goes from working mode to self-defense mode because he can't he can't see anything, so he doesn't know who's hitting him or whatever. Mm. So I push him down as hard as I could. That's why I wound up on my own partner, and I push him down. And I says, Joey, it's me. He goes, I can't see, bro. I can't see. I says, stay down. And roll out, let crush, and so that's why Crusher pulled him out and put the boots him till he can kind of yeah. get back to what was going on. Then Mikey and I were supposed to go get all the weaponry with the shopping cart. Um, so something happens. I see Mikey dip down, and we're getting up to that point where we're supposed to go do that. I said, "What the hell's Mikey going?" I look under the ring on the opposite side of him. Mikey had just finished throwing up. Oh, jeez. He um he fucked up his ankle. Pardon my friends. He messed up his ankle. He said, "I think I broke." He goes, "I think." He goes, "I." He goes, "I think I broke my ankle." He goes, "My ankle's fucked. I think I broke my ankle." He's yeah. So we're yelling at each other from under the ring, across the ringside. 
She says, I think I, I think I fucked up my ankle. I think it's broken. I says, shit. I says, all right. So I had to I had to think quick. Now it was on me. I was like, all right, we got to get to the spot. So that's when I was like, I just looked at Mikey and I says, I got it. So I roll out, and that's when I, I started walking up the ramp and making it like I was gonna back out and I was gonna leave. I was like, ah, and everybody's like booing me for a hot second. And that's when I went, I went through, and they're like, Where's Mikey? I says, I says, dude, somebody's gonna go check on me. Might have broke his ankle. Give me the cart. I take and that's when I came back with the cart and everything by myself. Mikey and I were supposed to do that together because we were the mm. two whacked out weirded ones. Yeah. And like that. So there was that that happened. Uh so that happens. So then my elimination point comes up, which is uh, Burma tosses me onto the table with the mouse traps. So I'm supposed to hit the table with the mouse traps, and it's supposed to break. So I, I think there was a multitude of problems with it. Was one, it was a shorter table, like it was the right table, but it was shorter, so it was a little more compact. And I think the combination of the glue with the mouse traps made the table a little stronger. So when he power bombs me on it to to eliminate me, because going through the table was an elimination, it don't break. So now I've taken a I've taken a full power bomb onto mouse traps. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my god, this is killing me. I was like, it hurt. I was like, oh my god. So Burma's like, I'm gonna splash you. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> so I'm laying on the table. I'm like, all right. Well, I'm already squished. By the time he lands on me, the table should break because he's a big guy, right? Mm-hmm. And if you remember, he goes to splash me. The table don't break. <laughs> so now I'm like. Oh, I was like, Jesus, because he put everything he had behind it to break the table. Burma decides to try to do it one more time. <laughs> Boom, it don't break. So I literally, with no breath in my body, I go, do something else. <laughs> so that's when he rolled me in and he came up with the concerto, you know, because he, he eliminates me doing the concerto. So I look at him and says, have you ever done this before? No. <laughs> no. So he he reels back, and in the middle of reeling back, I didn't care because it was my head on the line. I said, "Don't kill me!" Whacked <laughs> me, and then that was it. So yeah, so that was the story of the second cycle circus. How that I went. think I think the time <laughs> I got the autograph on my uh, tape that I showed Foxy at the last show, mm. I think that was the day that when you said Foxy was a certain amount of months pregnant. I think yeah. that was a time I'm I got her autograph on the tape. Oh, I think cool. that was when. Maybe I'm not too sure, but I know I but think yeah, I so- waited to get yours on the front, or was it on yeah. the? I can't remember. But I I watched the DVD, the tape. It goes back to old school Joe. I watched the tape, and every one of the matches on that tape, you didn't win. I was like, but the matches were good. They were all that, good matches. I just was like, "Yeah, Damien didn't get to win as many people as as much as people thought." <laughs> I was like, I was like watching. I was sitting. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It makes it's a little depressing, but at the end of the day, my thing was again, you know, like, did, did you know, going over versus whatever. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. But in the end, like, it was always a matter of like the people were happy and they enjoyed the character and the character regardless of winning or losing still managed to maintain and people still got behind it. And I guess, I think it was yeah. just kind of like that, you know, people just wanted to see disturbed, get his, get his moment. Yeah. And, and that was I, how I always approached it. I learned that. And it was funny because very, very early in my indie, indie career before I developed and before Foxy and before any of you guys knew me, I was wrestling a couple of shows at the Elks Lodge, like early, early on. 
Uh, and one guy I wrestled back then, and he was a really good guy. He was a, at that time he was a veteran, and he was his name was the Shark Attack Kid. He was kind of a Northeast guy, but he wasn't a big name. But the guy had tremendous like mind and everything like that. So it was like I was at the Elks Lodge. I was young in, in the Indies. It was like the first really big show I ever did. I was work again. I was working at the Elks Lodge, you know, the Madhouse of Extreme in Queens Boulevard. First time ever I was doing this. And they told me I wasn't going over. I was putting him over. And again, I was young. I, I was bummed and everything like that. So when I came out the curtain to work him, it kind of showed. Because I was so in my head about, oh, man, this is Elks Lodge. I'm not going over, you know. And I came back. And he pulled me aside. He goes, kid, let me tell you. He goes, great match. We had a great, great match. He goes, I love everything we did in the match. For someone who's so young. The only thing tidbit I have to tell you is don't come out there. Like you're going to lose the match because you know you're going to lose the match. Because then nobody's going to get behind you. He says, don't come out like you've already been beat. Come out like you're coming out to win the match. And then people will get more behind you. And it stuck with me from that point ever on. And I, it always changed my mentality on it. And I'm like, because again, I was young. I didn't know anybody. But yeah, he, he taught me. He says, don't ever come out looking like you're going to lose because you're going to lose. He goes, that's not what it's about. He goes, go out there, have a great match. And if you put on a good performance and they do this at the end, even if you lost, that's what matters. That's what matters yeah. is they give you this. And you know you put it on a solid match. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I took that with me all the way to the end. It's all, it's all about the reaction. It's, it's more about the reaction than, to be honest, because I don't know if you remember the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, it was Cedric and uh, Abushi, right? Yep. It's, yep. it's like – he lost the match. Uh, Cedric lost the match, but he gained the respect from the crowd. They wanted him to come back. So to the point that's where all that, that's all that counts. Yeah, to the point where Triple H come out, came out and was like, okay, "Let's go we, talk. We, Let's we go hear talk. You. We hear you, right?" Yeah. So again, it's it's not about the it's not. I mean, the wins and losses, and, and you know, certain they, there were times where I was like, you know what, this 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 loss is hurting whatever it is we're trying to build on. But again, that was coming from a, a psychology standpoint of certain things as I got smarter with it. And I was like, all right, this is, this doesn't work for this and everything like that. But, you know, I might say it doesn't work for this, whatever like that. You guys do what you want, but I'm just giving you my point of view and my knowledge on what I'm seeing, but whatever. But at the end of the day, I mean, it was what it was. And it held true all the way till the very last time my partner and I worked uh, Ring of Honor. It had, like the same thing happened in Ring of Honor of all places on the very last match that we had, which is actually on YouTube because uh, it was one of the internet um, exclusives where we worked the Headbanger mm -hmm. mm. and everything. Which you know, that's another long story. But I don't want to cut you guys' questions off. You guys have questions, so oh, I'll let you guys. Yes, questions. <laughs> questions. Yeah. Right before we Thank do the questions. questions. Right before we do the questions, we always have our guests do a promo for us. Yeah. Oh, so God. Oh, I'm out of practice it, here. Papa Don says I suck at these. <laughs> it's, it, it's just – it's pretty much the easiest promo ever. We we hit, we were a little early when we had Foxy do ours because she didn't say our names. And I, I was like, oh, it's Foxy. She's like, she's like my sister from another mister. And you're like my brother from another mother. So it's like. You, you, you kind of look like me now. We kind of look before we both had the hair. Now we both don't have the hair. So we're like we're brothers now, like Talk the Baldy brothers now. So okay. just if you can put the, the top hat back on and oh, grab yes. the cane. Got to have the, the Damien. You just have to make it look creepy and awkward and say, 
Hello, I'm Damian Dragon, and you're watching Dudes at Ringside Podcasts with the Metal Geek, Joe the Panther Jr. Enjoy. And then you say, like, whatever, like, you'll say, like, your creepy Damian phrase or whatever. Uh, like, hmm, dreams are made okay. of these. Or, you have to come up with some funny, crazy, scary, gothic, creepy right. thing. Right? Right. Ready? I'm going to try the best I can. I'm still out of practice, but I'll try the best I can. It's okay. Ready, set, go. Good evening, fellow inmates. How's everybody doing and playing nicely this morning? Have you taken the green pill or the red pill? Either way, it doesn't really matter. They're all very fun. Here at the Padded Room, you are joining me and the Dudes at Ringside podcast with Joe the Panther Jr. and the Metal Geek. Who knows what you'll be in store for? Who knows what I'll be in store for? I don't even know. Maybe, just maybe, if you're good enough, there might be some races in it for us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sit back and enjoy. And don't forget, never look under the covers. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Always fun with Damien Dragon. I think that was the best promo we ever had. Because <laughs> it was so. It's, most, it's the one that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's this Damien Dragon. <laughs> well, so, that was again. You know, like I learned so much from different veter- like different veterans. Like the one thing I, I like, I, I don't know if you guys remember how much you've ever um, Reckless Youth from the Indies. He was known as the King of the Indies at one time. Reckless Youth, Tom Carter, but um. He was known as like the king of promos on the indies, and he was actually in OVW for a while, and they just never called him up. I mean, tremendous wrestler all night. He had everything. He was no, again, he was known as the king of the indies. He was in the original Super 8 and multiple ones. But he's had like the most unbelievable promos. And as I was trying to get better at them, I says, I says, Tom, I says, what's the key to to, to a good promo? Because you know what's the key to a good promo? Don't talk about wrestling. Because yep. everybody talks about wrestling. Don't talk about what you're going to do to the guy or anything like that. Because that's what everybody says. Yep. Mm-hmm. Create a story that has nothing to do with wrestling. And that's what's going to interest people to listen to what you're talking about. And everything like that. Because otherwise, it's it's formulaic. That's why listening to guys like Arn Anderson was incredible. Listening to guys like Jake the Snake Roberts was incredible. Mm. Paul Orndorff never really got his due for his promos. Rick Rude, like... Macho yep. man, like, yep. if you look back, they really didn't talk about, you know, I'm going to pound you into the mat and I'm going to do this. And they didn't really do that. And you listened to it and you enjoyed it. Dusty Rhodes, let me tell you something, baby. When the dream was out there working, like, and you bought it, you bought it. Mm-hmm. You know, Ric Flair, Ric Flair, you know, let me oh, tell God. you something, you know, same thing. They didn't talk about the match. And if you think about it, the most boring promos that you've probably ever heard is the person talking about the match. Yep. And that's where I, I that's where I adopted it from was originally from Tom Carter. And then I watched it more and more, and I was like, ah. And it became much more easy. It became so much much easier after that. Have you played the game Fire Pro Wrestling yet? But of course, Fire. I used, oh. I used to play it on the PS. Two when uh I'm sorry not no not even the PS one I used to play it on the PS one mm. when now the PS one if anybody decides a PS one I'm gonna tell you how to jack up your PS one to play Japanese games right now if you have an original one you remember you flipped the door open on it it had the little peg that came in to spin the disc right yeah 
what you do is you know the 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 pet the clicky pens you take the spring out of that you attach it to the peg and the button you put it in you put it in so that way it kind of creates a bridge so the button stays pressed down so you put an american disc in close it when you open it up and you know the game starts playing and spinning you open it as it's spinning you flip it you take it out and you put in the japanese disc it keeps rotating and then when you close it it starts the japanese game Mm. Oh, I got a non-wrestling question. Someone shot at you fan, right now. Are you a baseball fan or a football fan? Uh, I used to be a baseball fan as a kid in the 80s because I was in Queens during the 86 Mets. So um, not really much anymore. Uh, I'm a little more into football. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers is my team. Another person. <laughs> you and Stevie Ray would get along. He's the Steelers. I am, a, I, I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so the last few years have been a little depressing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but and then I was I was getting very 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 much into the last incarnation of the XFL. I mean, it was good. They're bringing like, it back. Well, the yeah, Rock they, bought it. Yeah, they the delayed they delayed it because they're working with the Canadian Football League to try to oh. put it together and everything like that. So the 2022 season has been delayed so they can mm. work that deal out. But I was very much in it. And then what stinks is me, and my best friend, and, like we were all so into it. I mean, I was watching all the games, so I was like. Man, we gotta go to one because the, the tickets were unbelievably priced. Yeah, and like that because it was it was small. So we says, let's go, let's go to a game. So it was um, it was uh actually it was gonna be the New York Guardians versus the uh, the Roughnecks who were like the Roughnecks were incredible. Yeah, and you know, well, New York, I picked my New York team to be that. So I like the I like the, the Guardians. I got yeah. myself a hoodie. I got myself a hat and everything. Like Your gear is so hoodie. sick. I mean, we were, we were so into it. So we got great tickets. They were like 70, I think it was like $75 a piece. We were like the third row be- behind the home team. What? For $75 a piece. That's how cheap these tickets were. Third row, center of the home team. I had never been to a live stadium football game in my life. So I was amped. <laughs> and that was the week COVID shut everything down. Oh. Everything down. My karate school got shut down. Football got shut down. Everything got shut down. Mm. But yeah, so for me, um, football whenever I can catch it, I, I catch yeah. football whenever I can catch. It. That's about it. Other than that, I really don't watch any other yeah. sports. I used to watch. I mean, I watched basketball in the night, like the early '90s when the Bulls were hot, because it was like you know, same. It was an amazing. <laughs> it was it was an amazing time to watch it. You know, yeah. it was like, and every team had not a star player, but every team had star players. Because, yeah, the Bulls had Jordan, but you had Scottie Pippen, and you had, like, you know, and, you know, there was Ewing, and it was just, it was, like, so many. And sports has changed so much. So, yeah, I mean, I catch, you know, even even the last football season, I caught as many as I could, and it wasn't a lot because I was trying to get this karate school back on lot, back up up, up to up to par mm-hmm. to the point where Sundays were coming around, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> Ooh, I got a non-wrestling question for you. What is your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food. Um, Italian food. Because I, gr- I grew up in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, uh, though I'm Puerto Rican. I grew up in uh, before Williamsburg, Brooklyn changed to like a very Soho type of style. It was a very, it was like very much little Italy. And it was almost like its own little town. Everybody knew everybody. So God rest his soul, my friend, we used to like go to his, like hang out in his house all the time. His mom loved us and would cook us dinner every night. And all this stuff. And I, I've always been a lover of Italian food. Uh, so Italian's like up there. My favorite henceforth. I, I learned how to make meatballs. God rest her. I learned how to make sauce and meatballs from her. And mm. when I was a kid. So henceforth, when I put my post, it was a big deal. 
my other favorite thing, it was my 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 weekend, my Sunday gaming snack, which is actually not that bad and it's not that uh, unhealthy, is um white corn tortilla chips and a good bowl of uh, chichi salsa. But we we freshened it up our way, so we put like fresh cilantro and everything like that. So chips and salsa, chips and salsa is. Uh, Ooh, we got a question from Armad. Ah, I see. How did you and Foxy meet? Uh, we met through wrestling and mm. it's, um, it's funny how like life works in certain ways. So if you guys have any questions for Foxy and I mean, Mr. Damien, Mr. Dragon, yeah. please ask away in the questions in the comments guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so basically, we're here. the way she and I came to be was, um, I was working in Elk Slot show. It's a funny story and how it's kind of meant to be. I was working in Elk Slot show. And uh, oh, let me turn my battery. There we go. And um, she was on Ring Crew that day. I was getting, I was being managed by Miss Miss Cara that night, which was um, that later known as Cherry in uh, WWE. Oh, and everything. wow! Um, she was my manager for a while, and we were really good friends. Um, and so Foxy was just doing Ring Crew that night, and I didn't notice her because I was doing so much that day, and I didn't notice her, but she noticed me, and apparently was like, "Hmm." Again, I didn't notice it. Flash forward, whatever time it was, I go and work a show. We do like this whole big invasion angle. The New York promotion invades a Jersey promotion because we're going to start doing work together. This is when the Indies were picking up a little bit, like, you know, the the, the height of the the golden era of the Indies, as we say. Yeah. So we go over there. We do some work. And that was actually the first time I ever met and worked Papadon while he was in the solution. And I noticed her. She, She was refereeing that night, but it was like her birthday or something like that. So she was just refereeing and she leaving. So she didn't notice me, but I was like, Hmm. Hello. <laughs> you know. So flash forward, whatever time it is, uh, I was working a USA Pro show in Mineola, Long Island. So I guess she she was managing Frankie Stars that night because he, she just came with us. So she's managing Frankie Stars, and I was working the Natural Born Killers gimmick with Boogaloo at the time. Mm-hmm. So I see her standing in the crowd and everything like that, and I says, "I don't really got a lot of games, so I'm gonna go for it anyway." So I start talking to her. I don't even remember what I. I don't even remember what I said to her, but we were talking. And apparently at that time she had just gone through a breakup and I like that, but we were talking for a little bit. So I leave and I was roommating with another wrestler at the time. And I tell him, I go, I look at him. And again, I really knew nothing about her, nothing, but just something was like, mm. I said, you see that girl over there? He goes, yeah. I goes, one day I'm going to marry her. Wow. <laughs> now, I, now from that show, I don't see her for about a year. We had we didn't run into each other again literally for about a year. So I I get booked JCW to work a show out here, not too far from where we're living now. She was supposed to do ring crew like in Connecticut or something that day, but she bailed on it. She didn't feel like going and everything like that. And her heart was kind of in a bad place at, with wrestling at that time, if I remember correctly. So being she heard the show was close by, she was like, ah, I'll just come. You know, she she was just gonna go and you know, she knew people there. She walked in the door. Now, man, mind you, we barely knew each other from holes in the wall. We just knew of each other. We've seen each other and everything like that. So she walks in the door. So, of course, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but she sees me. She's, hi. And she comes running to me like we're long lost. Hi. <laughs> What's up, Jim? <laughs> He's one of my old construction buddies. He's a good friend of mine. That's very, awesome. very good friend of mine. Um, so, um. She comes running to me, gives me this big hug, like we're long lost friends and we barely knew anything about each other, whatever the case may be. So I have the opening match 
and uh, she's always mentioned her affinity for the song for, for Marilyn Manson. She loves her Marilyn Manson. Yep. And so she hears the song Sweet Dreams not knowing who it is. So she stops. She says, well, it's coming out to this. Happens to be me. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit down for this match now. <laughs> so she sits ringside and everything like that. I did. Um, if you guys remember, I used to do a spot on the apron. I do the full split and everything like that. Yeah. And she'd never seen me do it before. And apparently she was a big time cop fan and Van Damme fan. And she's seen the guy that she likes just do a split. Oh, geez. you guys, you guys do the math. <laughs> she was like, Ooh, hello. So, so show goes on. She decides to stay. And again, I'm captain oblivious. I've never, you know, been one to think anything of myself. And I, no game or anything like that. I, I, I'm not that macho guy, no game, no nothing like that. So, we're sitting outside. So solution, is, it's like kind of a one of those little underground pathways to like a basement. So the brick walls here. So solution is sitting in front of me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Solution sitting in front of me. I'm sitting across from them in in the walkway. So she comes out, and she just sits down next to me, and she goes, "You're my couch," and she starts leaning on me. Oh, uh -huh. I've had that before. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Papa Don and Havoc are looking at me going, <laughs> they're like, they're like, dude, <laughs> they're, it's they're happening. Throw, they're like, they try to throw me every signal possible that she's throwing herself at me and they're like that. I'm like, what? She's just laying down. You're like, you're an idiot. They're like, literally, you're a moron. You're so stupid. So she goes back and says, whatever. And then she goes back in and they both like, you're such an idiot. She's throwing herself at you. What's wrong with you? There's like all kinds of arrows going. Yeah, this like they're like, <laughs> they're like, dude. So we're about to leave and everything like that. So I said, well, I don't know if I'm going to see this girl again. So let me give this a shot. I asked my friend to take a picture. I says, look, I don't know when I'm going to see you again. So can we take a picture again before you go? She goes, sure. Let's take a picture again. We don't have one. Sure. We're about to take the picture, and something in my gut just maybe blurted out. And he says, "By the way, always had a crush on you." <laughs> oh, <laughs> so one of those kind of picture. <laughs> so, like the picture we have of us hugging, like that's very old. It's like genuinely in the moment of her smiling, and she goes. So the picture goes. She goes. Wait a minute. Stop. What did you say? I says, "I've always had a crush on you." I'm not really good at this, but I've always had a crush on you. She goes, "It's funny because I've always had a crush on you." <laughs> I'm like, really. So we exchanged email addresses, and um, it was like five weeks before we went on our first date, but we talked like every day on the phone and by email for almost five weeks before we went on our first date. So when we went, finally went on our first date, it was like we were a little more comfortable than a normal first date would be. And then uh, by the third date, um, technically, I'll put it out there because I know she's put out there. Technically, on the third date, she technically proposed to me. Oh, wow. No. Yeah. I, wow. I took her to the Museum of Natural History, and I showed her a display that was very personal to me, and I told her why and everything like that, and I never shared it with anybody. So it was like a very big deal for me. So we're walking after that in Sunset Park, and she just like blatantly blurts out, you want to get married? And I was like, you mean like eventually? She goes, no, like like right now. Is that a possibility? Jeez. <laughs> oh, and I was like, um, I don't think it's a possibility to do that right now. This is not exactly Vegas, but – um. I'm down, and then yeah, about a year later we got married, and here we are, almost twenty years later, and that is the story of how Foxy and Damien got together. In a nutshell, uh, we've been uh, how long we've been married? We've been married now for a uh, little over eighteen years, together for nineteen years. So we're getting very close wow. to being 
20 years together now. And a lot of people never didn't give us a chance in hell. Wow. And here we are. It's like, as I, uh, I said to you, like in the private message, this is proves how, like, I've known you guys, like, and you know, like I said, you're like my, my bald brother from another mother. <laughs> that picture I sent you, I have with me and Foxy and Tara. It shows how much I had respect yeah, for I you. Saw, so yeah. My hand. Did you, you notice my hand? Yeah, it just kind of Mostly every girl I ever take picture, my hands are on the shoulder. My hand was up here. It <laughs> shows how much. Like like Peter with uh, that episode of Family Guy, when Peter hugs uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Huh, Lois, my hands are here. My hands are here. Yeah, right. And my hands. If it was how much I was, I think maybe you were probably even taking the picture. Yeah, I think I was. <laughs> I, think I was I, like, I, I, I was like, look, Damien. See, I, my hands could have been on the shoulder, like yeah, the hey no, no, buddy no. picture. I was like, no, we're good. We're good. Hey, see, Damien. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, and again, Before it wasn't. Pictures of us is no more. Huh? Was that? You can't even take pictures with the wrestlers no more. Oh yeah, because I know. Like, it's just it's getting going so... on. It's I like was... you see the wrestlers now. It's like, can I take a picture? Of you? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's the pose. That's it. You can't even go like this or not next to them or nothing. You know, no more. Yeah. Nah, what the guys? Everything's so strict now. You know. But uh, but that, but I mean, you know, like for us to get where we've been, though, I mean, you know, we've been through it all. We've been through everything and all, and you know. To be where we're at now, we had to go through those things. But again, you know, like I tell people, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's in the it's in the vows, in good times and bad. You know, like you know, that's how it works. Like you know, and I know a lot of people that used to tell us, "Oh man, I wish I had what you guys have." And it's like it didn't come easy. Trust me, it didn't come easy at all. We went through a lot and so many different things, but. It made us stronger, and there was there was times that we thought about, you know, but we didn't, and we fought for each other at one time or another. One person fought for the other, and then the other one fought for the other. And I mean, the last—I I can't even remember the last time we've ever had a problem. That's it's been that long ago. But again, we had to go through those those trials and tribulations to get to where we're at now. So that's my advice for everybody else in terms of marriage. There you you gotta go. be friends. You got to be friends, and you got to take the good times with the bad. You can't just give up on each other. Yeah, like I don't know if you know that you could actually get uh the there's a new Fire Pro Wrestling that came out and it mm. has um Kenny Omega, I think it has the Bucks, and it's not your typical WWE game. The wrestle you can you could do a uh Texas a death match and the wrestling oh, man, it's, the wrestling so gets bloody. It's so extensive, yeah. Yeah, and you could play, buy it on the Fire Pro Pro Pro. I've been playing Fire Pro since the beginning. I've been playing you would Fire love Pro since the beginning. You can go on Twitch. My one of my friends, he plays it. Oh, oh I, by the way, my friend wanted me to give a shout out to him, James Axel TV. Big shout out to you. Thank for coming mm-hmm. on our show before. Damien came before we went live. He helped uh, us test out our mics and everything. Yes. So right, yeah, so. he's a good guy. He's really funny. He was like, awesome. "You're gonna kick me. You're gonna throw me out like a used car." And I was like, "Well, Damien Dragon's the hot new T-shirt we found on the f- found on the rack at Hot Topic." <laughs> <laughs> the cool vintage teacher we find a hot topic because of calling he's like a freaking t-shirt james look at i found a hot damien dragon t-shirt screw you <laughs> i'm trying to see if it fits <laughs> i've been working out it probably fits it's a large that's real good yeah i've been what doing um you got for me what other questions you got uh, so you know, what is what you go for next i asked some enough questions right now yeah, from do, uh, do you know what happened to mason rage or uh because he was supposed to get 
a WWE deal or uh, I heard something. Honestly, like I have I have no idea what happened with that. I mean, you know, Mason had the size, Mason had look. I I honestly don't know what happened there at, at all because we we were all pretty much like, yeah, he's a shoe in. <laughs> we were like, Mason's a shoe, and Mason yeah. was a nice guy. Mason was Mason was such a nice guy, incredibly nice guy. I got along so well with him and everything, but I I, I have like no idea what happened with Mason. Like with me, I do like my uh workouts with special olympics because you know we can't compete now so what is like your like workout regimen like uh for me well for now 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 it's just a matter of just main i can't work out like i used to like the last couple of years especially like going into the super eight i mean you guys seen the picture of the shape i was in probably the best shape i ever was like muscularly and everything like that for, for super eight uh because of all the joint pains and everything like that i can't work out so now i just i stay between the karate and the personal training, I just stay in sh- stay in good shape. I stay in cardio, you know, good cardio shape. You know, I'm not as cut up as I used to be. I still have some mass to me, and and with age, age allows me to keep mass on. I had a real problem keeping muscle weight on back then. That's why I never really got big or anything like that. But as I got older, again, the metabolism slows down, so it allows you to bulk up a little bit. So now my my general workout like consists of like you know I do four times a week. You know kind of an all around workout. And then plus also I, I add on to that. I'm teaching like two classes a day, Monday to Saturday. So it's like my, my, my plate's pretty, pretty full. And then on top of that, other than myself working out, I'm also doing, I'm a personal training someone as well right now. So it's like, <laughs> I have the personal training, my own workout plus the karate. So it keeps me going. Keeps How me, long keeps can me. you hold the plank? How old can I, uh, I can hold a plank for a while. I have, I've always, my my core muscles, though I'm not as ripped and cut as I used to be, my core is stems all the way back to when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I always just had very strong stomach muscles. I remember being in grade school. I think it was in third grade. It was like one of those things. You know, do as many sit ups as you can do. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't stop. Everybody else was done, and I think I was up to like two hundred and something. And I wow. I, I just kept going. I just and I was in third grade. Um, we used to have um, it's this thing called a Swedish ladder. Uh, it's a workout thing. It's like a like a ladder that's like posted up to a, a wall, but it's a wide one. It's meant to work out like saying, so, you know, you hang and do leg raises and stuff like that. My sensei used to make me hang upside down. So I would have to hold myself on the ladder upside down and bring my feet to the ground and then bring them back up straight, bring them back down. And I'm sorry, my feet would touch the floor and then I would come back up, touch the wow. floor and come back up. And I would just do that upside down. I would do them upside down. He would make me do myself exercises upside down. Yeah. So I've never had a problem with like stomach exercises. Like I could hold a plank pretty for a while. <laughs> I've been I've been getting pretty good at it. Like for I'll hold it for a little bit now. Like with Special Olympics now, they have like we can't do we compete. We're not actually allowed to compete. Compete with each other. We're doing like a workout. So I chose yeah. planks. I do squats. I do awesome. chin ups. I've been and I'm up to like a minute and like fifty seven seconds. Oh, I that's incredible. That's great. My, I've been my my. I, mean, I, I tell you right now, I have the the and you know the 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 girl I'm training right now, like she's trying to get up to it. Like she she's just struggling to get to a minute right now. It's I, hard. I and it's it's. You know, a real plank. You're not supposed to keep your head straight. You're supposed to keep your head down, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, some people don't know that. Yeah, you keep it down because everything's got to be in line and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah it's not easy. It's hard. It's not I know easy. girls that do it. There's a girl that I know from my Special Olympics. She does it on her knees, and it's like. Hmm. Not a I have friends that did. I have friends that did the DDP yoga that look like like lost tremendous amount of weight and look amazing now. 
AJ, AJ Styles does it. Drew McIntyre does really? it. So many people do it. Yeah. Yeah. AJ does it because he's got a he's got a very bad back. AJ got a very very bad back, so he does he does the DDP yoga, which helps his back out tremendously. Mm. So yeah, Lance, you get the next one. I I've been um, I, I I've been jumping in like a. I know I know this is this is kind of like the sad part I want to talk about, but sure. Uh, what what do you think about the uh, WWE cuts? On coming from a wrestling standpoint, like a wrestling um, standpoint. they cut the some of them they cut the wrong people. That's what I thought too. You know, they like, cut the wrong. I mean, wow. the thing is, annually. I mean, after Mania, this this happens annually. They gotta yeah. do it annually, and especially now. I now more than ever, unfortunately, because they're not doing house shows and everything like that. And regardless, of whatever merchandising is taking a big hit, and the wrestlers' financials are taking a big hit too, because those house shows feed the merchandise sales. A lot of people don't think about that. Hmm. So those house shows do help as much as they didn't want to have house shows. But the problem is, is what they're keeping for whatever reasons they may be versus what they're letting go. Um, the hardest ones they let go at the, the top three that they made a mistake letting go that's across the board from professionals that are there that have publicly said it. Samoa Joe mm-hmm. and the Iconics. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. They let go of them? Yeah. The iconics oh. never should have not the iconics never should have been split up in the first place. I mean, there was the rumor that Peyton was supposed to get a singles push, which never, never happened. Then they put her in another team, which made no sense, you know. And then Billy Kay, you left. And I was really surprised when Billy Kay's name got like announced because like she'd been killing it on SmackDown, just doing her comedy promo stuff. And everybody's like, this is like gold. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. Like, we would love her stuff. So those are the main three I think they really, really dropped the ball with was was the Iconics and Samoa Joe, especially Samoa Joe. I mean, come on. He's a really? beast. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, I mean, granted, yes, you know, he had his fair share of injuries. But even before that, like, you know – and then, you know, he went through that angle. He was doing the Roman where they were butting heads. And all of a sudden, he, like, there was a car crash. And it, it, he he thought more of about, like, dude, like, regardless of us hating each other, that's that's somebody slamming into a car and trying to kill somebody. Like, it was getting interesting. And then they just dropped the ball with it. Yep. I mean, he should have beat Brock Lesnar. When they, they should have had him go over on Brock Lesnar. I Definitely. mean, he, he gave – he they had him make the most physical match that Brock had had. They should have had him go over Brock. They, I don't know why they didn't have him go over Brock. I would have believed it. Who who here would not have believed him going over Brock Lesnar, especially the way they built that program? He was the only one to get Brock Lesnar mad and get in his head the way he did and everything like that. And he was the only one to get in the ring uh, and be as physical with Brock and everything like that. Who wouldn't have bought Samoa Joe going over on Brock Lesnar? Good night, I'd Thunder. Have it. I'd have bought it. I, I I could have seen him going over. Uh, same thing when he feuded with um, AJ for the title. I thought he was going to get it versus AJ at that point. I was like, all right, he'll get it from AJ. Nothing. You know, so. I, I still think they could have done a Walter Samoa Joe match, which was missed. Martin. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Out of doubt. That would have been, been insane to watch him take been, the chop from Walter. Oh, my God. It would have been a great match. I mean, again, it's unfortunately, I mean, Okay, from again, putting aside those three now, like putting aside those three, as far as the other ones, it's a sad situation, but unfortunately, it has to be done. 
Mickey James too. Because it's business, you know. But like a guy like Mojo Raleigh, who they did nothing with. If you watched him and his promo stuff, and he watched his stuff on social media, the kid could cut a promo like no tomorrow, mm -hmm. and he's entertaining as hell. So hopefully he'll get the chance to go somewhere and really pop. Because again, just because they're gone now, you don't know what they're gonna do when they go elsewhere. That's gonna cause them to go. Bring him back. Happened with Drew McIntyre, right? Mm -hmm. Drew McIntyre went out, completely reinvented himself. You know, he came in as, as the future WWE. They turned him into 3MB, a complete joke. And they oh, outed yeah. him. Oh. And now look at him. You know? Yeah. In the main event spots. Regardless of belt or not, he's in the main event spots. Came back, totally reinvented himself. So it's not to say, you know, anything like that What happened. Uh, the only other one that hurts personally is obviously Mickey James. That one hurts because it's from a personal level that hurts because mm. I know her for so long. Mm. But I don't, I, I, I can't see why they wouldn't put her into the Hall of Fame next year. Yeah, I mean, they talk about this whole women's evolution thing and everything like that. And I'm sorry, they've kind of dropped the ball on that in the last few months. It's gotten really bad. But you cannot take away when she came in. She was one of the first launching pads to change the division mm -hmm. because we were getting a lot of prior to her, you know, Trish was a, was a, was a fitness model that they trained to become a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Mickey came in on fire. And, and when she went to mania and she went over on mania, the crowd turned on Trish. She was supposed to be the heel and the crowd turned on Trish in favor of Mickey, who was the psycho really? heel. Wow. You know? yeah, yeah, I remember that. He yep. was a psycho heel. And the crowd flipped and loved her. And she brought, she really started getting the girls to wrestle and everything like that. And then later came AJ Lee and Paige. They really forefronted it. And everything. So I, I can't see Mickey not being inducted into the Hall of Fame next year, without a doubt. I, I just wish, my wish is Mickey would have gone out on a higher note versus being the, the last kind of in-ring memory you have of her is that flub with that match with Oscar that she had mm -hmm. where the referee screwed up the finish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, like, Mickey was even laying there like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Like, what'd you do? Like, mm. and everything like that. And, and I just wish she would have had a higher higher note to go out of because with, later she tweeted, at, like, uh, or Instagram, she would not like this. And I had a feeling at that time, like, Mickey was kind of alluding to the fact she was getting ready to kind of slow it down. And I was like feeling it. I says, man, I says, I really hope that was not meant to be her last one. And that's how it ends. Mm. And I like that. And I just, I wish she would have got to go out on a higher note because she deserved it. And top to bottom out of the veterans, she's the best worker out of all of them. She's a worker. She's not, a, you know, she's a worker. Work the mic, can work the ring, psychology, the whole night. No, she's a worker. And I wish she would have went on a higher note. But I said, the other ones, I mean, hopefully they'll, Hopefully they'll flourish someplace else and it'll garner them coming back. But again, you know, I, I get where it's coming from. It sucks. But the, the main, the, the, the other three, they should have held on to Joe and the Iconics. Yeah. And looked, and looked in other places. Definitely looked in other places. Because trust me, there's other places where they can go, all right, we can let this person go. Hopefully it'll get better. We bring them back. But those three was a bad idea. Letting both mm -hmm. those three was a really, really bad idea. Yeah. For me right now, I'm going to say this. I forgot to mention this in the beginning of the show. This show is dedicated to Howard Finkel. Is it still, is it still like surreal that we lost our mm -hmm. childhood announcing voice one oh, year ago yeah, today? Absolutely. I mean, they'll, 
They'll I just got to chill in my, down my back again, yeah. thinking I just said that. Like they're, they'll never, they'll never be another voice like that. Like you know, like there's only one Bruce Lee, there's only one Mike Tyson, there's only one Frank Sinatra, or da 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 da. There's only one Fink. Like you know, did you see my one. video on Facebook? My memory video I posted. Yeah. Do, yeah. Did you ever want me to do your Howard, the Howard Finkel of you and coming down the aisle? Because I've never done it, and I thought in my yeah. brain. Go for it. Coming down the aisle from parts unknown, accompanied by Foxy Foxy, weighing 275 pounds. I wish. Damien Dragon. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, That's I pretty darn good. That <laughs> gave me chills. So many, chills. <laughs> so many house shows. So many house shows in the garden. But oh my God. Like, they'll, 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 never be, they'll never be another voice like that. I didn't know the weight because I didn't want to ask you your weight. So I actually just did the 200. I was like, that's my ad lib <laughs> That was my ad lib weight that I give any wrestler I was announcing as a child. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I made my friend in Walmart get chills and turned around and went, was that you, Joe? <laughs> and I said, yeah, it was me. He was like, dude, you just gave me chills. <laughs> I, I made fun of him. I even did the Howard Finkel make fun of him. Mm-hmm. I said, Weighing 90 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> and I was like, 90 pounds soaking wet from Port Jervis, New York. Jay Beans on the scene. He was like, Is that you, man? And I was like, Yeah, he's like, Dude, man, wow. Are you you good, man? You good. Like going to the 90s, going to Madison Square Garden, hearing him say, Welcome to Madison Square Garden. Oh, he, was, he was incredible. And here we go. Boom. He's like crouching on the other ring. I was there when he announced Andrew the Giant died. Wow. Yes. my I still like get freaked out. Like the awkward silence in my room. I can hear the crowd like this. Because Howard Finkel, they were always chickling. Like, a little quiet cheer. And he says, I have some good news and some bad news. The good news is... We have new Undertaker t-shirts. The bad news is Andre the Giant has passed away. And the bride went, <gasps> Wow. And the quiet talk. And I'm like, I was like, my dad's like, oh my God. And I was yeah. like, that was like before the media. That was like, yeah, he was exactly. just there doing the announcement. And he was like, like, yeah, that was my. And now back to the show. <laughs> yeah, like he didn't know how to. He did the happy. I got a new undertaker. He had the T-shirt in his hand like this. And then he was like, "Then I got some bad news." Like, wow. yeah, that was. Yeah, I was gonna mention that was like our dedication to this show because I saw it on Facebook and I forgot to mention it. I was so excited to have you on the show. I'm like, we got it. Forgot to think. Ah, <laughs> no worries. Yeah. So what else yeah. you got? Uh, what else you got for me? What else? You got got, else? What else you got, Joe? <laughs> um. If you could face any wrestler from the the past of either WWE, I mean WCW, WWF, or NWA, who would you be? Who would you face? Wow! Oh my God, or ECW, dude. or or past of ECW, who would it be? So many, so many, and some of them I wish I got to work. So many. Uh, 
I was ECW. I wish I got to work Jerry Lynn. Really mm. wish I got to work Jerry. I think I could have done. I think I, you know, would have learned so much and had an honor working with him. Uh, WCW. I would probably gotten time to a thousand one knots, but I would have given D Malenko just to learn. Mm, yeah, just Dean. to learn. Um, try to think from the past. You know, probably got again. Guys, I mentioned to probably beat the tar out of me, but it would have been a learning experience. Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson. Uh, let's see. Uh, but in terms of like, like later, I'm trying to think. Like guys, I really want to. Work. In terms of modern, um, I'd love to work Adam again because Adam Cole and I, we got to team, and we only got to work a little bit in like. No, we actually worked. I'm sorry, we worked one singles match against each other. We worked one singles match against each other. But I would have loved to like work him one more time. Um, trying to think who else? I have some good ones out there. Uh, Wish we had the sound effect, Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and he's been doing he's been doing that even before that. He's I wish been, we had the sound effect when you said his name, Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, he's been doing that forever. Uh, trying to think, guys that are out there now that I wouldn't mind working. Um, was that his last pay per view before he went to Ring of Honor? Before he went to WWE, he wrestled Tanahashi. Yeah, that was I could have seen you and Foxy doing a stable with uh, Gangrel. We tag teamed with him once. Really? I, I don't. I would have. I would have loved to seen back in the I day. I don't have the. Um, I don't have the tape, and I wish I did. But by far, probably one of the coolest moments in our goth career. Without a doubt. So um, she she and I come out with our other partner. Like we were loot, it was, they were doing this whole storyline thing. It was like regular shows at this place, similar to an NYWC. Mm. So we had this whole angle. We kidnapped this other wrestler's nephew, which was actually Foxy's brother. <laughs> he was the other guy's nephew and all this stuff. So we kidnapped him in this whole nine yards in the name of, of him. We just kept saying him, but we didn't say who him was. And the name of our group was Bloodthirsty and everything like that. So then we, then he is coming. He is coming. The show came and he finally arrived. And he happened to be Gangrel. Gangrel. And I was like, uh, in a locker room, unbelievably amazing guy. Huge. Huge. <laughs> in so many ways. Big guy. But he was like so cool because they wanted us to cut a promo and everything before we hit the ring. Because basically what we were doing, we were his little minions doing everything he wanted before he got there. So everything we did was actually by him. So we go into the promo and, um, you know, they, they kind of tell us what to do. And I'm like, you know, well, Gangrel's the man, so let him talk. And Gangrel's, nah, man, this is your deal. I'm just the attraction. You talk. You do it. You be the lead. You've been doing it this whole time. You do it. So if you see in the video when he's in the music video and he's just back, that's all he did. He didn't even talk. Mm. He just did the faces and he held he held them like he had the kid hostage. And I was the I was the mouthpiece. He dubbed me the mouthpiece because he was like, wow. "This is your house," and I, so that was cool. So again, he had never seen my disturbed work ever. You know, disturbed was a little, especially when he was a heel. It was a little bouncy. You know, he's kind of off the wall and then really, really crazy. So we go to the ring first because you know, Grant Gangrel's going to get the big grand entrance, lights out the whole nine yards. Yeah. So we're standing there and we're trying to do our gimmick and all like that. And of course the lights go out and then the music hits and Foxy's yeah. next to me. And my, partner's, and my, and my, my partner's next to me. He's supposed to be like this, like savage caveman type thing. Right? So we're all talking under our breath. 
this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and he's walking towards us and we're partners with him and everything like that. Awesome. So in, so inside, like we're trying, we're, we're working our gimmick, but inside we're completely marking out. The whole yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So he comes in and everything like that. So he's finally seeing his work. So he goes, all right, all right, all right. We're getting a plan together. We're getting a plan together. But he goes, okay, I can see how this goes. Because you're the crazy savage one. You're just crazy and off the wall, meaning me. <laughs> yeah. says, you're just crazy and off the wall and everything like that. So I go in to start. Now, I gr- I apparently gr- uh, had a hot moment where I got to gross out Gangrel of all people. I grossed him out <laughs> in the wow. middle of the match. Because my, my, my elbows are double jointed. Both of my mm. arms are double jointed. So Johnny Rods always told me in a match I should always I should use that as at a gimmick as a gimmick at one point. Use that as a gimmick somehow. Where somebody snaps my arm and it looks like my arm is broken and everything like that. Cause like again, my arms bend decently as you can see. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, they both they both bend you started it. pretty far. <laughs> so the that. guy puts me, you know, in an arm bar and everything like that. So he I t- crank it. So when he cranks it, I go and make it look like so I hear the whole crowd like, oh, oh. So they think he really broke my arm. And they're like that. So it looks like, I'm like, oh, oh. So we're trying to work it like it really happened. Like he really broke my arm and they're like that. And he's, I'm like, oh, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Da, da, da. So then he comes close and I go, wham. You know, I waylay, I waylay the baby face, boom. And I take my arm and I make it look like I pop it and snap it back into place. The whole house in unison. Oh, <laughs> <I grossed laughs> an entire audience. It was like, oh, that's so gross. So I tag out, I tag the other guy, and I'm next to Gangrel. And Gangrel needs goes, Brother, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah, oh, wait, I, I think, I think Ever Lives Spo Spiffy has another, uh, unless Metal Geek, if you have a question, I sure, yeah. Oh, uh, most tragic loss that hit me hard, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, I, I, um, I, I, yeah, that's crazy. I, I, I took that. Um, that one hurt me a lot uh, because um, if you remember when he was first released uh, from WWE, mm-hmm. uh, his first indie booking was ICW in uh, the Elks Lodge in Queens. Mm-hmm. I gave Jack, I gave Jack the idea to call him up. I says, Jack, why don't we get Eddie Guerrero? He just released him, and I'm like, why don't we get Eddie? He says, "You think they'll book? You think you think he'll sell out a house?" I was like, "Eddie Guerrero." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, he will." I was like, "He'll he'll sell the house out without a doubt." I mean, the, it's the Elks Lodge. The place was, we, we were running pretty good shows as it is, and so we made a big banner, put it out front the day of the show too. Appearing tonight, Eddie Guerrero. I had never seen such a line so. Long in front of the Elks Lodge, mm. and they all came for Eddie Guerrero. So um, they uh, they go pick him up and they bring him. And I was kind of I was helping out with ICW at the time, like behind the scenes and everything like that. So Eddie comes in, I bring him to where he's gonna, you know, his locker room and everything like that. And I say, hey, Eddie, you know, this is you know this is locker room area. So if you need, it's like you know, as you know, one. You're like one of my all-time idols, because again, as I went up, you know, he was definitely one of my idols up there and like that, and I, that showed in some of the things I did. I said, but, you know, but if you need anything, let me know. I got you. Let me know. No, you know, I got you, and I'll, I'll leave you alone. Because again, I didn't know where he was at most emotionally and mentally at that time. I said, you know, I'll leave you be. Do your thing, because I don't want to. I don't want to be like overcrowd him. And he goes, actually, 
brother, you know, it'd be cool if you just stayed and hung out with me for a little while. I really don't feel like being by myself. Because he got there early. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. So we're sitting there and we're talking. He's telling me everything he put in his book he told me before it was even in a book. He's like, oh, no, Vince... Vince told me I can come back so long as I can, um, so long as I can get clean and like that. But my main focus right now, man, is I just, I just want my family back. I want my family back and everything like that. And this is all stuff, obviously, you guys have heard in his in his documentaries. Yeah. And he said all that. And then later that night, there was a guy that wanted to do a splash that night, and he was doing like a different version of Frog Splash. I says, dude, do the right thing. Go ask Eddie if it's cool. He goes, what? We, I do a split leg frog splash. He does the regular frog splash. It's different. I says, dude, Teddy Guerrero over there. Show the proper respect and go ask, regardless of being slightly different because you do a split and he does a pro. Just ask. He wouldn't yeah. do it. So I went and asked. I says, excuse me, Mr. Guerrero. I says, you know, da 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 He does it. And Eddie goes, bro, moves and moves. It doesn't matter. It's cool. But I'm going to tell you something. I appreciate that respect. I really, really do. Thank you for that respect. So he started working in the New York Indie, Northeast Indie scene for a while. He kept coming around. So him and I actually became really cool and friends mm. and everything like that. Like I have a video somewhere of us cutting a pro in the back and he's like, come here with Dragon. And I was like, we got really good. Mm. And um, he did, was doing so good. You know, he went back to the E. When he went over for the title and everything like that, like all that stuff that they pushed about him was true. When he went over the title, I cried tears of joy. Mm. Flash forward to Eddie's, the day Eddie passed. Um, I was here, I uh, was here with, uh, with my friend Spencer, who was listening earlier before, and he was good friends still with uh, Kenny Doan, who was uh, also at the time dating Mickey James, who I was kind of still friends with, and everything like that. So it was a Sunday, i never forget, it was a Sunday. We were going to meet a promoter to talk over working some business and all like that. It was a Sunday before news broke and everything like that. I want to say it was barely 12 o'clock. Kenny calls up Spencer's phone and he says, bro, you guys, uh, the guy, he says, yeah, we're here. He says, they just found Eddie in his hotel room and he yep. told us what happened. And we were, I mean, I was shot, demoralized. We started to go through this thing and the news didn't break till about two, three hours later. So yep. we are walking around knowing what we know before it's even hit the internet, hit news, anything, knowing what we know. And we're just like devastated. And then like I was hurting all day, it was hurting all day. But then the Monday night raw aired and then the SmackDown oh, aired. Oh god, that was horrible. I that was probably the worst I ever broke. That was probably the worst I ever broke. And then we had the NYWC one where we tributed to Eddie at NYWC. I think I was there. I'm not too sure if I went to that and, one. And uh that hurt, man. Like that, that was, was the same day. That hurt. I mean, they always sucked. Don't get me wrong. They always sucked. Um, uh, same thing. I found before it became public, I found out about um Candido passing before it happened, and that sucked because Candido was really cool to me, and he was really cool around that. But I mean, definitely, what I thought the hardest one that hit me was Eddie. That was that was the hardest one. Yeah, like I remember, I remember being. Uh, when Eddie passed, I remember I was, I was pretty much, I was at my, at my house and I found out Eddie died and I was freaking out. So I called my best friend, Jimmy, 
I called him and his mom's like, oh, Randy, what's going on? And I said, I just need to talk to Jimmy really quick. Something really bad happened. And she's like, what happened? Everybody okay? I'm like, Eddie Guerrero died. And Jimmy's mom's like, what? Eddie, Latino Heat? I'm like, yeah. And it's, Jimmy, Randy's on the phone. This is like for like the real cell phones I would call yeah. his house. And I said, Jimmy, and Jimmy, Eddie died. And he's like, Eddie? Like, who Eddie? Eddie Guerrero. And he was like, Randy, that bullshit, man. What'd you call me? I was like, that's not cool. And he's like, you hear it. We ran us down with the phone. Here. Oh my God, Eddie Guerrero died. And his sister's like, oh my God, Eddie Guerrero, no. And she's like crying. You can hear people screaming. And this, this is an Irish family, not Mexican. <laughs> yeah. Irish family. Everybody's screaming around the house. Oh my God. His dad's like, oh my God, Latino heat. Yeah, it was a great uh, man. I cried like like yeah. I, I watching that raw. I I don't know how I can hold back the tears now. That that was rough. Me, it's, it's, still, it's still hard to rough, and I I mean you know I that's why if you notice every year, um, for those that follow me on Facebook, every year on the anniversary, I change my profile picture for twenty four hours to because that picture of him and I together was for the first was the first time him and I had ever met. That was that night, the first time him and I ever met. That was from that picture. And everything like that. And just absolutely nicest out of all the names. I mean, I've met a lot of nice names, but like seriously, nicest no ego guy I've ever met. And that everything. raw, when the crowd was saying, thank you, Eddie, I, ugh, I, I'm afraid to do the chant. I was like, I, I was watching it and I was like, I'm good. I'm good. And then the crowd started going, thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Eddie. I was like, I started going, thank you, Eddie. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was rough. That was rough. Oof. It hit me like deep. I was like, yeah, yeah. But that was that, that's yeah. That's my hardest one. Mm. Yeah, that, but that's not, that's the hardest one for me. So next question better be a happy one. Okay, <laughs> Lance, yeah. geek. It's a it's actually a two part question actually. Okay. All right. So, but it's a good one. How did you guys start uh, Nerd Herders? Uh trying to remember how did that come about um a wrestling friend of ours uh dave castaldo dave calypso who we called the boss man that you guys used to hear on the show and everything like that yeah we knew him as a, as a as a wrestler from warriors wrestling and everything like that and he he apparently was like into the whole podcast idea and everything so he joined up with his other guy and they created um like a radio station network and everything like that so we always used to be in the locker room and we'd always talk geek stuff and geek culture. That was always what we did. Like we always talked it like that in the locker room. <laughs> the wrestling locker rooms are very geek oriented. Let me tell you. <laughs> very, very geek oriented. So we used to just talk about that stuff all the time, especially like hanging out with Scampy and everything like that. Cause Scampy was on the shows with us. So we would just talk comic books and games and, and movies. And we would try to like stump each other with movie trivia and everything like that. So he hits, I think he hit her up. And he's like, hey, you know, you guys are always shooting the shit in the back locker room, stuff like that. How would you guys feel about doing a, a, a podcast? Like podcast, like like just doing just talking about the nerd culture stuff that you guys are into and everything like that. And so we're like, if you think anybody will listen, because if you remember dating back that far, nobody had done it yet. Like nerd podcasts really hadn't been done yet yeah not really uh, at all so we were basically literally like the, the 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 forefather and foremother of it and um so we did it and apparently started doing really good and then all of a sudden you know one sprouting here one sprouting there one sprouting there and i mean 
it was cool because like you know we had no intention we we weren't thinking being number one or anything like that we were just having a good time but apparently we were number one during our whole stay but a lot of the podcasts popped up and they had always reached out to us and like hey by the way we're up because of what you guys did you know you guys influenced and that's like that's a cool feeling and i mean like that to know like what we did evolved and influenced it what also influenced too was we were big fans of g4 tv before it got canceled yep i love that channel so when g4 tv got canceled like we were like oh god we were devastated <laughs> like yeah. oh, come on like this is the one channel we have that's for us <laughs> So that was the other, that's how we played it also. So if you notice the logo that we have that says keeping the legacy alive, that's the original G4 TV logo with some extra arrows and everything like that to mm. keep keeping it moving. And that's what it's term keeping the legacy alive. It's the same font and everything. It was our dedication to G4 TV because it was it was gone. So we patterned ourselves a little bit after AOTS minus being able to do comedy gimmicks and everything like that. Mm. But we kind of patterned it a little bit like X play and attack of the show and what we did. And then it just kind of eventually developed into our own style. Henceforth, that's how nerd herders came to be though. Well, I have some really cool and asked you an interesting question. Well, if Dan can do an episode with you and the other guy can't do an episode with you, we'd be happy. It'd be an honor and a pleasure to have, if you can, like one day, if you can't do it one day, if Dan can't do it and the other guy can't do it, We'd love to come with you. You can, we could even do it here on Dudes at on our Twitch, and we could do it here and have you guys flipping up in the front corner and have us yeah. as your other. Because we're that, geek and ghostbusters, exactly. metal we're geek enthusiasts. Yeah, I can, geek. I can, I, I can see what I can make happen. Yeah, I can see what I can. I make have happen. the green glasses. They could change. I could put the <laughs> Ghostbusters flight suit on and put my Ghostbuster hat on. Well, you, know, well, you see, you see, you see what Dan's got in his background every yes. time Dan comes on. Well, you <laughs> so. know me. Uh, I am a founder of a Ghostbusters <laughs> franchise, and I'm known by the world as Ghostbuster Joe on Ghost Head Talk. Definitely do get sub subscribe to my YouTube channel, Ghost Head Talk. There and Daniel, do you have, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I honestly have nothing to plug right now. I mean, I listen to us on Nerd Herders uh, the last Wednesday of every month. Uh, uh, you know, Dan Law 87 on Twitch, and that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. Uh, a lot of the stuff I do right now focuses on me just getting my karate school uh, back up, back up to uh, par and everything like that. So, if you happen to be in my area and you're looking for some karate lessons, I'm your guy. <laughs> there you go. This guy, oh, wrong way. I hate the reversal thing they do here. It's like, yeah, I know, right? It's like, which way is it? This but yeah, guy. I mean, generally, just. The only the main thing I have to plug is you know again nerd herders last Wednesday of every month Dan Law eighty seven uh, make sure please you are following my wife though more importantly make sure you're following my wife uh, Viva Foxy Foxy on all social media platforms she's she's just finished the first draft of her book she's going through editing now and everything like that and I mean she's got her own incredible incredible story to tell. Uh, there's little details again, obviously about us, but it's her story has, you know, and everything like that. And it, it's going to be a hell of a read. I, I, I trust. I'm me excited to hear about it. Cause I, my mom, when I had her on the show, she kind of got like tiffed at me. Cause she's like, Randy, if the book's not out yet, you're having her too early. And I've known Foxy for 16 years. I've known you both for 16 years. I told this to her. I got so close to you guys with the wrestling stuff. And I told her this during the show. I started writing my own stories with the pandemic. I have my own vigilante. I draw. I don't yeah. know what I told you about. His name is Debolt. He's mm -hmm. a dead vigilante. 
And I started writing my own wrestling story. That's awesome. My own life. I put, it starts out with my grandfather in the beginning. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and, Very nice. And it Everyone. starts out with my grandfather. And then it turns into, goes into my dad saying, well, should I tell him? And then he tells me my, and then I go into a wrestling school. And I'm actually, I told this to Foxy, but she said, change the names. I'm only going to use your wrestling names. But I said, can I use you guys in the story? Because you're technically part of my life. Yeah, I hear you. So I'm going to have you, I'm already going to tell you where you're going to be in the story. Mm-hmm. I go to my first indie show and I go over, I go under, but grandmother gives me a mask and gives me a cape. And I come out and I think I'm going to get the cheer. I get the crickets and I lose the match. Come back backstage, and you two. I'm there with my hands on my face, crying, and you guys grab. You grab me. You both grab me. Go. Don't worry, you'll get over soon. You just got to change the gimmick. I don't think it really works these days with masks and capes. It goes by a different gimmick. You had to come up with something more new. We'll take you under wings, I guess. Yeah. I, 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 at the one point, I start doing goth. The biggest Star Wars fan, just so you know. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> so that's all you guys know. So Ever so spiffy, you got her under your wing now. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Actually, a I, I, uh, guy down the street from me, he moved, but he used to like comic book stuff and and sell and everything like that. And he put this out in the trash and I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I grabbed it and it's in my man cave. I'm waiting to hang it on my ceiling. You guys don't like this. This one's for oh, Ever no. so spiffy. Check it out, Ever so spiffy. Hold on. You're going to like this. Oh, oh my god awesome <laughs> spy she's not yelling from the other room <laughs> yeah I, the, the way this is made i'm guessing this was like a like an in-store display because it's, it's like it, it doesn't really have movable parts other than the, the the legs on the bottom the wings don't spread but i get so i guess this was like something that was like for a display for a store or something like that so he threw this out and now it is residing in my man cave Waiting to get hung on my That's ceiling. Freaking awesome. <laughs> Are you big in? Wait, wait to come back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, coming, I'm listening. Are you big into Legos? Uh my kids are. My kid, but my kids more into the figures than anything else. Like they get the sets, they put them together, and then the next thing the sets are destroyed, then they just have some figures. Did you see that they released the Ghostbusters Afterlife Lego car? The Ghostbuster, yes. the new movie. Yes, I did. I have a friend that's in my program. I go to a program on Fridays with people with disabilities, and he actually, him and his mom, oh, she they actually smart. put it together. <laughs> oh, she, she freaked out. Oh, gosh, Lance, now you got to open up your, your wallet. Great. <laughs> Good job, geek. You're going to have to open your wallet it. now. You this girl. A delay for her, so she just saw it just she, now. Let's just say she sounds like the girl from Friends that a raw states oh my god that's that's spiffy that's she's like oh, yeah, she, i have a i have a whole like i don't even have everything out yet i'm still this this man cave is still a work in progress so i have sections so like i'm still working on my star wars sections which has like my star wars fun Co- funko pops and miniatures uh my darth maul pez head and all that stuff yeah i have stuff all over the place uh-huh. yeah like i I saw that car and immediately I think, oh, cause he told me, he's like, he showed you, did you get the Ecto one? I'm like, what Ecto one? And he showed me the box. And I said, Oh, that's been all over Instagram. It's the new car. Oh, actually fun oh. fact really quick. This one's actually forever. So spiffy too. Okay. So remember as the stir Damien dragon, I used to wear this thing and everything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Fun fact, the thing that I used to have hanging in front of me and the way the gothy style looked on the bottom was actually inspired by Darth Maul. Ah. Uh, that's because great. if you saw the way his outfit was, it had the stuff. So I, I tried to make it in a way that would look similar, but I had to still have be able to, to move. Yes, yeah. but the, the lapel thing hanging in my front and my back was actually Darth Maul, inspired by Darth Maul. Mm, interesting. Interesting. I got anything else for our lovely um, guest if, uh, if you have to go that's cool too because it's late man that's up to oh, you. i know we've been we've been i, I think he, i think we went later than foxy and she's got more to plug than me yeah. <laughs> the problem is I, like, the problem is i just my, my slightly longer years than her just like, gives me more stories and i still have tons of stories and you know what damien we could we could we could be here all night it's all we could be here all night which my mom and dad will be like you were on the wi-fi all night Randy. i, I tell saying. you i tell you what i, I give you both one last quick fire question because I have to teach karate in the morning at like 10 15. So I give right. everyone one last question and then we'll call it a night. I don't okay, like here we go. Lan- no. Geek, you first, then I'll get and then I'll take the last big one. All right. How, how'd you guys meet Dan anyway? Dan Law. I met yeah. Dan through um uh through ECWA. Um the way I met Dan was um him and his old Hell on a Cell radio partner used to come to the ECWA shows initially as fans and then they started letting them host it. Like a show live at the show. That's cool. So that's how we became friends. And then they made New Moon Rising and I wrestled for them for a little while before I retired. So that's how Dan and I uh wound up becoming friends. And we've stayed friends ever since. <laughs> there we go. I got my question. Mine's a really deep wrestling question. If if you had to be like in a wrestling hardcore like foxhole, who would you want to be with and why? Oh, I'm like in a real life situation. Yeah, like a hardcore. Like if you had to put be put in like in a kind of match, kind of like the uh, like a. I, I made it sound like Michael K. Who would you if you want to be in a foxhole? Like like if you had to be in a deep hardcore match, who like one of those kind of like matches, like kind of like the uh, the Psycho Circus. If you had to choose okay. your team, who would you from the past would you choose for like ECW or like the New Age WWF WWE to be in the match with? I'm taking Haku with me, number one. Of course, he, he man I doesn't want Haku. <laughs> he doesn't give up. Haku, Haku's I, a beast. I, I may only need Haku. <laughs> There's stories about Haku that still live today that you're like, oh god. Chris Jericho just talked about it on Steve Austin's thing. He just yeah. told his Haku stories. Um, let's see. So we're gonna do a team of five cycle circus. Um, Haku without a doubt. Um, let's see. Um. Trying to think, who else would I want? That's like super hardcore. Oh man, it's like some tough oh, dude. What, what's name in the in the, uh, the chat that said Sabu? Sabu, yeah, maybe Sabu is a possibility. He turn on you. Yeah, I don't know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I gotta, I gotta watch out for guys that won't turn on me. <laughs> <laughs> I might just okay. be good with Haku. <laughs> Handicap. Nobody else showed up. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm ch- I'm choosing all big guys. Uh, uh, I'm gonna pick uh, uh, AJ's new guy. Who's AJ's new guy? Oh Osmos. God! Osmos. 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 Right. Uh, yeah, uh, him. Uh, almost. Whatever. Right. <laughs> Osmos. The guy's taller than the Big Show, and he could do really? a round kick. And ex- yeah, he's taller. Than- I saw a picture. He's taller than the Big Show, and he could do a round kick in skinny jeans and break a guitar. I'm taking that guy with me too. <laughs> <laughs> I want that guy too. Um. Let's see who else from the past. Who else was was hardcore from the past? Uh, uh, I take uh, I take Rick Steiner. Oh yeah, Rick. Oh, he's a bad boy right there. I take Rick Steiner and uh, Doctor Death, Steve Williams. 
Oh, yeah, Dr. Death, yeah. I mean, they're not as hardcore as whatever, but those are some tough dudes. It's funny okay. you mentioned Mikey before. I actually, you know, I love dragon. I knew we love dragons and everything. Do you remember when I came to the show with the dragon shirt on that one time? Yes. yes. He stopped me at the door. We were. He was walking by me, and he's like, "Hey guys, hey guys, oh, you do your best better than me of, of Mikey. Hey, hey guys, hey, and then hey guys, how you doing? Hey guys, he stopped hey, and looked at me like up and down. Whoa, dude, I love your shirt. And I was like, <laughs> "Do you want it?" Oh, he's like, uh, "Nah, I would, but you would have no shirt on. Have a yeah. good day." And he yeah. walked away from me. And I was like, "Can you could give me a tea? I could get it. I think you were with me that show, Geek. Were you? Yeah, we could trade. That. We could trade." I was like, <laughs> "I'll take an NYWC shirt." And he's like, "I would, but no shirt, and I can't let you in without a shirt." Good. <laughs> See you later. I was like. <clears throat> <laughs> I almost gave him my favorite Janko. Cool, right? That's my last story of the night. That was my last jo- story night story time with Joe for the night. I it was a Janko shirt too. A mm-hmm. Jank, it was a dragon went from the front and the tail went around the back. Oh wow. It was a Janko shirt. That's and he awesome. loved it. He was like, Oh man, turn around. Oh, <laughs> oh dragon goes to the back. Wow, the fire and one, one, one cool thing I, I actually have on the Actually, nice. Liger, Liger actually signed it. That's actually cool. I got <laughs> here goes it's the show. Gonna be a long night. It's going to be a long night. Oh wow! Uh, I, have, I have Ricky Steamboat's autograph too. I met him. He's freaking awesome. Yeah. I got the Warlord. Yeah, I have my like, share memories, but uh, we're going to have to do that one in another time. The, the Ricky Steamboat memories. Those, those are some good memories. <laughs> oh, definitely, you'll be back. We 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 want you to come back and. Oh, absolutely. If you want to yeah. come on. Like next Monday, we're free because we have <laughs> next two Fridays. We have these two dudes coming on from Over the Top Rope. Yeah, like guys on YouTube. I, we told yeah. them about you. Um, and we're also having a guy from Long Island come on named Orlando from the okay. from the from the Shark. Hmm. Yeah, he's a he does wrestling on the radio. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to come over, come on, come on next Monday after all. We could even make it earlier, make it start at eight, so you don't have to be on so well, late. Monday's a little Monday's a little tight for me, but we'll definitely work out a part two. We will definitely work out a part oh, two. Oh yeah, we have to have a part two of this because I know you have tons of Damien Dragons. There's so many but stories. Guys, thank you, you so much for having me on. This no, was a blast. Dude, I knew it was, I knew it was gonna be a blast. You have no idea, dude. It's an honor. And, and thank you for doing the promo. I'm going to have to record that tomorrow afternoon because I have a lot of cleaning in the house tomorrow. I hear you. Because yeah, I got to yeah. I gotta teach class and then I come home and do dishes. And it was all like that work. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all got work. <laughs> I work in the grocery store during the week. Magnet, uh, Metal Geek, he – damn it, reversal. He works as yeah, so a Coca-Cola vendor. So, yeah, we know. <laughs> exactly. All right. Guys, thank you so much. And everybody that listened and tuned in, make sure you're following these guys. And thank you for following them. And thank you for listening to this Watch old man talking Herders. nonsense. Watch, Watch Nerd, Nerd Herders. Herders. Check out my buddies there. They they do some good stuff on there. They talk about some really awesome topics. And they never miss a beat. <laughs> Try not All right. to. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right Dan, guys, thank you time. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Take you. it easy. Oh, wow. wow. That was wow. a great show. Well. Dude. This All is stories, right? This yeah, so many stories. This is Joe the Panther Jr. and wait, 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 wait. What you're, you're forgetting everything? What are we forgetting? You're forgetting. 
What am I forgetting? Oh, yeah. If you want to donate, please donate. You don't have to if you don't want to, but. Streamlabs.com slash dudes at ringside. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, you don't have to, but streamlabs.com dudes at ringside. You see you see somebody like playing guitar you know you don't have to you know put the tip you know it's a it's um you enjoy the entertainment you know thank you, know you. I mean? right thank you so much for everybody thank you for uh damien dragon for coming big on shout out to damien dragon Dude. big big thanks. shout out to nerd herders thanks for the show and we'll see you guys on fr- on uh monday for the next one thank you, you Grandpa. Real, real quick or uh I would like to say thank you to my grandfather, the lighting the at light, my cousin, my grandfather Jose Quinones, my cousin Pete Sanchez, and my other cousin, the Blue Demon, for lighting the way for all Latino wrestlers. And thanks again to Dami, Damian Dragon and to the Nerd Herders. Thank you for giving me the the heart to want to start a podcast with my friend. Good night, everybody. Anyone? You want to read anyone or uh, real quick? Or oh uh, yes, I don't know who's on. Still awake, right? Uh. It's only five. It's fightful gaming. You got therapy dragon, and no raid therapy. Oh, he has no fighting gaming. Fightful raid gaming? them. Fightful yes. gaming. All right. Yes. All right. I mean, they'll need they'll need the support, but we'll support them anyway. Oh, they have twenty seven now. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh! Yeah. Is there anybody that doesn't really have many? <laughs> Do you have moon? You have moon bear. That's one of the girls on my list. She only has nine people in her room. Moon bear? Yeah. It's eleven it's, people. No, no. Now she has nine on my side. Eleven. So you want you want me to raid them or uh Yeah. All right. So give us the support, everyone. Remember dudes at ringside in the yeah. comments, right? You want to see the dudes at ringside, right? All right. We'll we'll, we'll read this person. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.